From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Ah, yes, here we go. Seven minutes past the hour. Thank you for joining us, and I hope your morning is already off to a fantastic beginning. We are packed. Oh, we've got a lot to share with you. Uh, Let's enjoy it together. A lot to share this hour. Kirk Conover next hour. Chuck Malamud at 8. Dr. Mark Newkirk for the first half of the 9 o'clock hour, and then we'll have some fun together in open forum to end the program. So much going on. Something that we've been telling you about for years, I guess, is no longer a secret because there is an outfit uh, called Secrets. And it's kind of an interesting name because once they do their work, it's no longer secret. It's kind of what? It's not oxymoronic. It's opposite. It should be. We're not secrets or secrets no more. But anyhow, secrets in a 17-page report that was compiled by the Law Enforcement Legal Defense Fund showed that Soros-backed prosecutors, and that's George Soros and others that have spent tens of millions of dollars around the country. We've been saying this forever. What they did in the past decade, and we covered it from second one. So I don't know why this is a secret now or the secret's out, but Soros spent $40 million to elect 75 of his chosen prosecutors. Now, keep in mind, this includes some of these horrifically bad actors that we see today. Gascon, Philadelphia one, Seattle, it goes on and on. San Francisco, New York, even Mayor Adams of New York has called the prosecution system in New York a joke. If time permits, we'll get to that. Quote, Soros is using that campaign money and the hundreds of millions more for supporting organizations to quietly transform the criminal justice system for the worse, promoting dangerous policies and anti-police narratives to advance his radical agenda. That is Jason Johnson of the Law Enforcement Legal Defense Fund. How do you argue with that? You think about this, and, and they call it a good start. Soros-backed prosecutors represent one in five people living in the biggest cities. That's 72 million people. Out of a country of 350-ish million. What we always tell you is they're in it for the long haul. They just want to make incremental changes because before too long... These incremental, you think nothing, burger type steps that aren't even worth getting lathered up about. Suddenly, 
It's dramatic. So if you wonder why people can shoot cops and get out of jail free, if uh, they can run over a mom and an eight-year-old in, in a in a um, in a baby carriage, and nothing happens five five months in in basically a country club. This is why, and then you have to say. What's in it for people like this to destroy our country? They hate our country. That's why they do it. George Soros has taken every advantage that this country has to offer, which we we make that so available. Equal opportunity, equal results, not guaranteed, but equal opportunity for all. If you have a great idea and you work hard, you can you can do amazing things in this country. I mean, you look at a program like Shark Tank, look at some of these ideas. And you get lightning in a bottle and off you go. I call it a magic carpet ride. Think about it. When you examine the facts and you wonder why, wow, they were calling for defunding the police. That's because that lets our cities burn. Letting all these people, bailing them all out so that they could come out and do some more. And then look at the difference. Look how they crush the opposition. I didn't tell you yesterday, but I only slept about two, two and a half hours the night before last. So I really wanted to, I did tape it. I wanted to watch Tucker Carlson with Navarro, but... Honestly, what I mean, I like Tucker a lot. Don't get to watch him much, but I like him a lot. But what do I really need to see? I'll probably watch it later today if I get a chance. But I know they put him in leg irons. I know they treated him terribly. And you just have to look at the way, look at the way they treat the opposition. How do you put a guy like Navarro in leg irons and other restraints for some bogus process invention, get him indicted, and then you let all these heinous people go. And if they do something bad enough that they get locked up, you bail them out with your own money, with your campaign money, and with your laws. I mean, there's just something that is completely unacceptable and wrong. Don't you wish instead of this January 6th ABC produced primetime event and you don't know, oh my gosh, you do know. I was going to say you don't know. You do know how much I want that to fail colossally. As I told you yesterday, it's not going to make any difference. I don't care if it moves the needle even for a very short while. It's not going to change anything. Because I drove by my corner gas station this morning at 3 a.m., three hours and 14 minutes ago. And the big digital sign on the corner of Ocean Heights and Zion Road read 4.99 and 9 tenths. That's regular unleaded. $5 a gallon. 
So the national average of 491, we're beyond that. And then God forbid, if you need a medium blend or the super or premium blend or forget about it, if you need diesel, you're well north of $6 a gallon. And keep in mind, this is exactly what the radical Democrats want. They made this happen, shutting down pipelines, making enemies of the energy sector, in particular oil. We go from energy independent and a net oil exporter to this. And they're so dishonest about it. They're flailing. They're, uh, they're, they're actually using a strategy that sort of Biden is doing great, but you just don't know it. Or they don't tell Biden what's going on, so it's not his fault. I mean, I've never seen anything like this. It's pathetic what's going on. The good news is, though, the American people get it. I'm Hurley in the Morning. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins this afternoon at 1. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. We're back 20 minutes past the hour. So enough on, on Soros, but uh, Soros rather. But now you, um, if you didn't, but I think you already did, if you didn't get it, now you get it. This is just a typical thing that Democrats do and, and these hard left socialists do they will spend 10 years they will spend 20 30 50 years whatever it takes to completely radically change our country they used to be very quiet elections featuring professionals and there was typically one you would prefer over another but if you got the other it was never disastrous Now look what we see. Very, very expensive races featuring slash and burn, toxic campaigns, crushing people. Because if they're left standing, the ends justify the means. President Joe Biden, in case you didn't know, I think it's another one of those truths that are self-evident, but... He hasn't given a mainstream media interview in more than 100 days. And they're, all, they're always rigged whenever he does give one. So I think it's tomorrow. Yesterday, I knew it for sure. I think it's tomorrow. Tomorrow night, Biden will go on Jimmy Kimmel. Now, they'll count that as a mainstream interview. Can you believe it? And it'll be rigged and it'll be smoochy, smoochy Jimmy Kimmel basically asking and answering the questions on behalf of a cognitively damaged individual. It's very, very sad. Uh, And he won't bring up the fact, I I promise you, he won't bring up the fact that, oh, I don't know, 11,000 illegals are on their way to America. You know what I wish? We have all these, we have drone technology. We have cameras that are so inexpensive. Do you ever wonder why there's not a camera? I mean, I remember when I was a child and the cable channel was called teleprompter. 
and there was one media personality on teleprompter, Bart Ferreau. And when he wasn't doing a show, which he didn't do very often, but but he did a show, it was basically a clock, barometric pressure, temperature, and a few other things, and one moving camera on, I don't know what they had it on, some kind of little, probably nothing swivel that just moved the camera across the screen all the way left to right, and then it would come back right to left. And you would turn that on once in a while to get the correct time to see what the temperature was. There was very little to it. But that was 50 years ago. Why don't we have a camera that's always trained on the southern border. Fox News does it to an extent, but that's not their job. You would think there would be a camera, and we, but, but understand, I'll answer this question, why there isn't. The reason there isn't this level of surveillance, because this government wants the illegals, and they don't care. Don't anybody tell me all oh, they care. They don't want... MS-13 and rapists and and human traffickers and drugs, drug dealers. No, no, they don't want any of that. Well, guess what? There are a lot of good people trying to get out of where they are and trying to get to the greatest country on the face of the earth. I, I understand that very, very well. But they are allowing all these other horrifically bad elements to come into the country. Do you have any idea out of the millions of people that have come in? It's millions since Biden has been president less than two years. I'll tell you, thank God that God is so great and the time is marching on because before you know it, this, I wanted to say something else, blank show show how'd that go this horrific facsimile of a of a presidency is is nearing it's getting there it's not there yet but getting near halfway done and fortunately two years after that it will be done it won't be halfway done in two years it will be done done as in bye-bye. I guess the price you pay to get better government back is the other side has to wreck the country. For me, I'm, I'm very tired of this pendulum that just swings back and forth from one side to the other and the one side fix it and the other side wrecks it and then the other side has to fix it again. I was thinking about this You know, President Trump, uh, you almost always catch him wearing the Make America Great Again hat. I think that has to be readapted. President Trump is going to have to make America great again, again. It's a little clumsy, but I think there's a way to work that slogan out. 
because he fixed it once and now he's going to have to fix it again. And I have to say, Biden's worse than Obama. This is way worse than what Barry Sotero did. So the largest illegal caravan ever is bullseye heading right now to the southern border. Did you know that 234,000 illegals were intercepted at the southern border in April? That breaks the all-time record. They've been keeping these records for more than 22 years. Breaks the all-time record. And just imagine how many are getting through, though. You've got everything from the ones they're just letting through. They don't screen them. No problem you're in. Diseases, whatever. No problem. I mean, what do you think? 11,000 people marching together in close proximity without proper hygiene and, you know, restroom facilities and everything else. How healthy do you think that is? The, The belief is that this is growing as they as they make their way here and will be in the more than 15,000 range in the coming days. You know, the migrant protection protocols, which was the remain in Mexico policy, that was really smart. Trump gets no credit for being smart, but that was really, really smart. Like, hey, Got you there until you have any business, any reason to be here. That was terrific. Of course, Biden ended that. The damage that he has done, I'll put it together uh, one day when I get when I get the uh, the time to do it. I will put down all the things that Joe Biden ended. Pipelines. The border wall. A lot of other things. Many other things. Of course, the Remain in Mexico policy wants to get rid of Title 42. Just insane. Everything, everything they do is wrong. I posed this question last week. Nobody will answer it. I'm begging a Democrat. Tell me something that's better. In the past, since January 20th, of 2021 tell me one thing that is better than it was prior to january 20th i have legitimately strained and tried to think of something i'm thinking there's got to be something something by accident has to be better nothing is inflation supply chain Nothing's better. Nothing at all. Less people are dying of COVID-19, but that's just a byproduct of the Omicron variant is possibly more contagious, but but less um, less debilitative, less fatal. Nothing's better. Not, Not one thing is better. Now, of course, the list of things that you can say about things that are worse 
we would take the rest of today's program and you wouldn't repeat yourself. And remember, this was a president that his foreign policy experience was going to fix everything. The world was going to respect us again. Uh, just every, everything was a lie. This will be the most transparent administration in history, the most honest. The president said as a candidate, I will always tell you the truth when all they do is lie every single day. And I have to say, it's the laziest administration I've ever seen. I'm telling you by like early Friday every week, it's shut down. Lid on, see you later on our way to Delaware. It's unbelievable. The difference is night and day. Trump basically worked 20 hours a day, probably a little more than that. Biden doesn't work 20 hours in three or four days. There was a sense of urgency. The president always addressed the media, even though the media was out to get him. He granted all kinds of one-on-one interviews and obviously always went out to the rope line before getting on Air Force One or anything. Marine One. We have this this president that basically says, oh, they, they don't want me to, to say anything. But then he's mad that they have to correct him on everything. I mean, nobody's buying any of this. It's nuts. It's WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I am Hurley in the Morning. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. At 32 minutes past the hour, Harry Hurley here on the job with three stories that you can follow on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. The new acting Atlanta County prosecutor, Will Reynolds, has revealed the identity of the Atlantic City man who was stabbed to death. This is a story that we broke first. We have the details on the website. Summers Point City Councilman Sean McGuigan seeking an unprecedented sixth term. We have the story. And former Absecon City Council President Chris Sayer calls out the current council. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero. Changes are in the air today. Skies will turn mostly cloudy. It'll get breezy this afternoon. High temperature around 76. So far, so good. It's going to get more humid, too. Chance of a shower this afternoon and then scattered to spotty rain likely for tonight. Low of 67. Warm and humid tomorrow. High of 80 with periods of sun and clouds. Rain returns tomorrow night. Could be some downpours and rumbles of thunder. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Download every Hurley in the Morning program as a podcast on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We are back at 38 minutes past the hour. Uh, I have about uh, two, two and a half hours worth of show prep that I'm going to throw in the garbage can because I realize with Kirk at seven, uh, Dr. Uh, Chuck at eight, Chuck Malamut, and then Dr. Newkirk, we're not really going to have a lot of open forum here this morning. So let me uh, put aside what I was going to do and uh, pick you instead. Also a reminder, it's not really, I mean, I'm going to vote. It's not really front of mind, though. I'm not really aware of any consequential contested races whatsoever. Correct me on that if, if I'm missing something. Uh, so it really is basically picking candidates 
by acclamation today. But I'm a big believer in voting. So I'm definitely going to vote. And it is primary election day. Although in many respects, it really doesn't feel like it is. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Morning, Harry. It's Tom. Good morning, Tom. Well, for the second year in a row, that communist sympathizer in the White House has failed to acknowledge D-Day. That's and true. You know, I meant to open with that. Uh, Tom, it can't be by... It's not an accident. They they intend to do this. What do you think is up with that? No, but it... it well, how about on the, on the, on the anniversary, 78-year anniversary of D-Day... He, he comes out and, and uh, makes a statement that he's going to consider uh, alleviating the tariffs on China to get solar panels in the United States instead of helping our own country develop them. Yeah, it's... it's, it's I mean, it, you know, it, it, it's... He didn't even mention that the heroes like your dad of the, the greatest generation, that if it weren't for people like that, we'd be speaking German or Japanese... I mean, it's it's just incredible how un-American he is. Yeah, to not mention D-Day is really unforgivable. And I remember there was a little bit of heck last year. I heard Fox News, I heard Brett Baer say last night uh, before he ended his show in the late 6 o'clock hour, said for the second consecutive year, President Biden has not referenced D-Day. I, I don't understand it. I I, I mean... I guess we do, though. You've outlined it very well. Uh, we we happen to be governed by leaders that unfortunately don't like America very much. True. Sick. Absolutely true. God, and, how, how can that statement be true? I can't believe it, but it is. I mean, I think this is this is almost a slight upgrade. Barack Obama hated America. His father hated America. Senior and junior both hated the United Kingdom. That's why he treated them the way that he did. Senior and junior hated Israel. With with Biden, it appears to be strong dislike, not hatred. But is there a difference? Yeah, without a distinction. Yes. Well, it's, it's just, it's a shame... I mean, it, it, it's kind of silly, but it, even last night on uh, Jeopardy, they had a category about D-Day. I mean, it's, you know, because it's, it's out there. Yeah, because it's, it's timely. It's it's relevant. So many gave their lives. I mean, there's just so many reasons uh, that it, it's such a consequential day, but not with our president, not with the commander in chief. You know what they're into, Tom? They're into sissy uniforms and changing the hats to like girl berets it's just it is a freak show playing out in real time yep and with the economy going as bad as it is it's it's just it's unfathomable how inattentive they are to and to the reality well well because tom it doesn't affect them they're living limo lives you know it's it's of no concern to them you're right you're right. They're in their Washington bubble. Yep. It's all good for them. Or, or in Pelosi, she's in her San Francisco uh, fortress. Right. Did you know that somehow, some way, there's no photo of her husband 
There's just nothing, nothing about what her husband did. How they protect their own, it's amazing. But uh, Navarro, Peter Navarro, was put in leg irons, and they, they arrested him at an airport. I mean, come on. What we are allowing to go on in this country is just maddening to me. Well, come November. Yeah. Thank you. That's the saving grace. That, that's we, we we just have to make sure that everything that we can do as citizens, we do our part. I mean, we can't control some unforeseen thing, but there almost is no way that Democrats could continue to hold the House. And I believe they're going to lose the Senate and they should for the job they've done. They should. Well, it's it's time for people to remember examples like to, today and yesterday and what's happening at the, the food stores and the gas stations and let that reflect in their votes and, and get these guys the hell out of there. Yeah, it's going to happen, Tom. And you have a great day, my friend. You too. Thanks, Harry. Thank you, Tom. We're going to be back. That's Tom and Ventner. We're at 44 minutes past the hour. Let's get the last break in. Then we'll be open forum until the top of the hour and we've got a bunch of calls to get to, so don't go away. It is the Hurley in the Morning program. This is Hurley in the Morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5, and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now, Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is 10 minutes before the top of the hour. Kirk Conover on deck. Chuck Malamut after that. Dr. Mark Newkirk finally in our fourth and final quarter 609-407-1450 no open phone lines welcome to hurley in the morning you're on the air good morning harry morning uh okay you ready for this one ready so i just i just heard you guys talking about how the democrats are going to lose and all Yeah, yeah don't guarantee that don't you better not put any money down on it well i, I mean honestly I, i'll put i'll put my house on the uh on the house it's impossible for the house of representatives not to change hands it would it would actually confound every sense of logic every mathematical equation every election for 150 years i mean you you don't believe that democrats can retain the house do you i'll tell you how it can be done how okay you ready yeah ready okay everybody called van drew's office this morning I live in Galloway. I go down to the library where I'm registered to vote. I go in there. I'm not on the computer, right? Wow. Six o'clock. Wow. Hold on. They look in the book. They tell me you're in Egg Harbor City. I said, no, I'm not. So next person, same deal. He's not in the computer. He steps aside. I said, are you Republican? He said, yes. I said, isn't that something? Next woman comes in, same deal. Hey, let me ask ask a question, though, because I do believe you. Uh, and it is concerning, but New Jersey's not going to decide the national elections. Van Drew's going to win, even if there are a handful of anomalies. And I hope it's not more. Uh, and this is the primary and not the general. Uh, so anything that's going goofy, we have time to correct. But let me just play the game and say that just flat out, this is just flat out cheating that's going on. Uh, Giralo and the Board of, uh, of Elections... The superintendent of elections, these are good people. So if there are any type of mistakes, they'll fix them. But let me ask you this. I thought they had it all worked out now that the computer will pick you up no matter where you are. 
and you can just vote anywhere, basically, I thought. Yeah, no. And I even went home to check my son's ballots. Same deal. They weren't in the... He showed me the computer. My name's not even on it. So did you vote by provisional ballot today? No, I didn't vote. No, because I'm not doing it that well. So th- I said, you know what? I'm going to be back at lunch. Because I started six. They made me late for work. But tell me this. Are you actually going to drive to Egg Harbor City and vote today? No, I'm not. I'm going back to that library where I'm supposed to vote, where I'm going to fix this problem. Because- yeah, because here's the thing. How would you even be... Why would you be on the... Um, the the uh, the Egg Harbor City uh, election screen, you, you you have no address that's that 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 is that city. This is just it's crazy. I live across the street from the library. I live on Sixth Avenue. I'm right there, so that doesn't even make any sense. I, I before I used to have to go to Ocean View, of Oceanville yeah. for the firehouse a yeah. long time ago. But no, it's been the library. It told me the library and my son's the library. And we're not in the in the computer. Well, let me ask you this: How do you? Um, how do you intend to fix it if you're not in it? How do you intend to fix it if you're just not there? What's going to magically make this happen for you? So here's the thing. I'm standing there, and there's a guy that doesn't speak English. Let's put it that way. He's running it. So he's calling somebody for the election. I said, they're not going to be open. He hands up. He goes, will you talk? He hands the phone to somebody else and said, will you talk to him? Because he couldn't speak English. The guy that's running the election thing over there in Galloway at the library, no kidding. I mean, you've got to be kidding me. This is not right. This the whole thing's cr- – I don't like it. Now, the crazy thing is I thought it worked very well a year ago. So you would think if there was going to be these kinds of issues, it would have been last year, not this year. You voted on that same uh, new computer screen last year, correct? Yeah. This is very, I mean, I don't know what to say. This is very weird. They're going to have to fix it. I guess if you had three people in the six o'clock hour today in one polling place, this doesn't bode well. Wow. And, you know, I told them all still, all of them are sitting there. I said, let me tell you something. That governor race last year, I didn't believe in it the whole time. That it took it from one area, but whatever. And now you, I come back and this has happened and I don't, this doesn't look too good. Well, do me a big favor. Call me tomorrow because I have to find out if you got to vote. Now, if they can't fix it, you should at least vote by provisional ballot today. Right. So if they don't fix it at lunchtime, I wouldn't devote any more time to it today because uh, you got a life. Vote by provisional ballot. Your vote will count. There's no contested elections that I'm aware of anyhow. Uh, you will have voted. You'll keep your string intact. And then you have to make sure that they fix it in time for the general election. And I'll follow up with the different people and say, look, I'm, I believe this person. And if this happened to three people in the early six o'clock hour in one polling place, is this happening all over the county? That's the question. Yeah. They couldn't even call anybody. They had nobody to call. I'm right. Like- and that's another thing. When it is election day, people should be up. Now, I do know that you, if there's a problem, people are electioneering and doing different things. You can call the prosecutor's office and things like that. But there should be an election official. I remember last year when it was all brand new, I voted early, went to Northfield, and there was an election uh, senior uh, board member. Uh, Evelyn Caterson was right there. Lynn Caterson was right there. So do me a favor. Call me tomorrow with how you did. 
Right. I, but I think there should be somebody in the office, like Van Drew's office, somebody should answer the phone if there's a problem. So they lose votes. I mean, there's, yeah, you know, I, I, there's somebody should be. Michael, I hear you. Call me tomorrow. I got to find out how it went, and I'll follow up later today with what's going on. Thanks for the call. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. Um, to follow up on the Navarro arrest, um, there was a blueprint there. It was called the Roger Stone home invasion uh, just a short while back, if we all recall. But we don't have a good memory in this country, and that's part of our problem. And one of the things I'd like to uh, remind everybody about is yesterday's anniversary, not only of D-Day, but the assassination of Robert Kennedy. And just for thoughts uh, about people that think conspiracy well you might be right because if anyone were to take the time to look at the forensic report on the bullet that killed robert kennedy it was fired from behind at a distance of one to one and a half inches behind his right ear and all of the assassination footage uh black and white film that you would see newsreel whatnot all of the descriptions of sirhan sirhan was always six to eight feet in front of Robert Kennedy. And there were more bullets than Sirhan Sirhan's gun uh, could hold, and he did not reload. Uh, they took him down, as you remember. I can tell you follow this. Uh, they, they lost all of his clothes, which very important for forensic examination because you can see trajectory of bullets and things. The both Kennedys, uh, total conspiracies. And I'm not a conspiracy nut, but I'm always up for a good conspiracy and there, there is so much more to both of their assassinations than I guess we will ever know. We were all promised that we would get all these things uh, shown to us, and they keep kicking the can because they want all of us dead. I was just a child. I was like three when Kennedy was killed. But my whole life, I kept hearing, by this year, all everything will be made public. Uh, but there's got to be a reason they don't make this stuff public, don't you think? Well, first of all, if you look at the Robert Kennedy autopsy, you see that there was the uh, coroner to the stars, uh, Dr. Thomas Noguchi, performed the autopsy in in concert with uh, uh, Cyril Wecht and with reviewed by Michael Baden and top uh, forensic pathologist from Cedar sinai Hospital. So there was that uh, uh, autopsy and intense examination that JFK never did get his autopsy. Well, they had, as you know, JFK had a rookie person doing the autopsy i think it was the first autopsy the person ever did how would you do that unless you intended to do that they didn't even know they thought there was a bullet wound it was actually the tracheotomy that was done they were so incompetent there's so his brain of course is missing which would have been the best evidence and we take this stuff we put up with this this is not conspiracy ladies and gentlemen these are facts this stuff doesn't happen by accident Stephen, call me again. I have thoroughly enjoyed our interchange. Awesome. Kirk Conover joins us next. It is the Hurley in the Morning program. Chuck Malamut thereafter. And Dr. Mark Newkirk at 9.05. It's Hurley in the Morning on the job on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We'll be right back with Kirk. It's election day. Did you know? WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the World's Playground. 
to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is five minutes past the hour. Welcome back. It's Hurley in the Morning, quarter number two. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now is our very good friend, the former New Jersey Assemblyman, Kirk Conover. Kirk, welcome. Good to be with you. Good morning, Harry. Hey, uh, Kirk, I know you like to talk economics. How's Bidenomics working for you? It's failing in every aspect. They uh, almost uh, purposely wrecked the economy um, just because of their ideological intransigence. Everything uh, Trump had to be dismantled, and that meant, uh, you know, re-regulating uh, oil and gas exploration, putting a pause on new leases, uh, shutting down pipeline construction, and um, that's really the, the base of all the inflation. When you start uh, creating artificial shortages in, in the energy sector, that translates to every consumer product, every food product. Uh, you know, the farmers use a tremendous amount of uh, fuel, whether it be diesel or gasoline. Uh, and that, you know. Kirk, here's the thing I can't figure out, though. They want power more than we want to breathe air and continue to live. Why would they do such regressive things that will surely take them out of power? It, it, I mean, I don't want to answer my own question, but is their agenda more important than their own careers? I mean, what gives here? Well, they worship at the uh, altar of the climate cult. And uh, like I said, it's ideological, and that is. So then, so then they like that more than they like keeping their office. because Now, I do realize that a lot of these nuts – can keep their office because they're in districts where it doesn't matter. They do all these things that, that are going against their constituents' own self-interest, but they keep returning them again and again and again. So in some cases, they're they're inoculated, aren't they? Yeah, there's an awful lot of uh, safe districts for these crazies. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll be in Congress after it's the, the uh, November election's all said and done. And that's, you know, partly because, you know, a lot of these blue states, you know, they're in charge of uh, creating the election districts and, you know, the gerrymandering that goes on. So, yeah, there's going to be a certain amount of them. But I do believe the Republicans are going to take over the House with a big number and the Senate with a smaller number. But they are only going to be able to play, um, you know, defense. Uh, they'll be able to stop bad things from happening. What I do like, and they didn't do it for the 2020 election, or President Trump would have won a second term. I'm just one guy in New Jersey's metro market. I begged. I think you'll back me up on this. I spent more than two years before the election saying that President Trump is going to have to win by such an incredibly large margin in order to win a second term because I didn't get into the electronic machines and the the, the tinfoil hat stuff. I saw the laws that they were changing. And when you take away signature verification 
and you you add all of these other very very democrat oriented things into the election process it was going to be very tough for president trump especially in the battleground states that are close to begin with to pull it out and we saw that georgia went from like point from like four to five percent declination of ballots to point three or point four percent it's impossible that you can't have a perfect election ballots are spoiled ballots aren't right they got they have to be kicked out if you do it right you get to vote if you mess up you don't get to vote if you cheat you know uh that shouldn't count either and then of course we know that, that this record uh drop boxes and things like that all benefited democrats the thing i like is pennsylvania is addressing georgia is addressing and other states they seem to have gotten the memo that they got cheated even though you're not allowed to say it democrats of course are allowed to say they got cheated but republicans got cheated the president in particular got cheated because they changed the voting method they're cleaning that up now i feel a lot better about things now than i did then it's a shame they didn't button that down then yeah well we know why they didn't uh you know they they needed to have uh a certain amount of cheating to get um an empty vessel like biden in in the office yeah but i i fought republicans uh in pennsylvania in georgia and elsewhere they let Democrats roll them when Raffensperger allowed this unelected disgrace, uh, Stacey Abrams, to dictate the changes in Georgia. And they went with the consent uh, agreements. I mean, they gave Democrats two United States Senate seats and Biden the state of Georgia and the Electoral College. Disgraceful and completely preventable. Yeah, and it goes to the to the basis of the difference between the contemporary Democrat Party and, you know, the Republican Party. We follow the rules. We try to be gentlemen. We don't seek conflict. The other side, they don't care. They want power in the worst way. They'll do anything to get it because that's that's the overall plan. I mean, the overall- Well, look what they've done. They've destroyed our country. They've taken every institution and basically basically destroyed it. The Supreme Court, uh, where they're playing animal ball, telling people to go to the Supreme Court justices' homes. I mean, this is legislation by mob rule. They, they, they are destroying every norm in our society in order to either achieve or retain power. Yeah, and that's part of the uh, Saul Alinsky playbook. You know, you create this uh, distrust in all your institutions. You you disrupt all the normal um, conduct of, of any official business by the government, and you make people dependent on the government by you know sowing this uh, horrible economy. Uh, you know, there's probably you know the Fed probably is going to trigger uh, a recession, and this is what they want. The more dependence they can have, the more government power they're going to take. And that is a big problem. But it's the way socialism creeps into countries to where they reach a tipping point, and then they go all socialist. And, of course, we know how that works when you don't have a market system. You don't have the pricing uh, mechanism to distribute goods uh, efficiently. 
and properly. And that leads to shortages and failure. And we, we saw it with the Soviet Union, the empty shelves, and we're starting to see it here with the empty shelves. And it's all self-inflicted because this is their agenda. And their agenda is more important than any one election. They want to you know, put in long-term damage so that eventually they'll have complete power. And it's all through this disruption, you know, like we heard, you know, Biden was supposed to calm everything down, and that is going to be their thing. They're going to see all of this disruption, this, this uh, you know, disrespect for all the institutions, and then they'll put somebody up that says, I'll solve all this. I'll make everything Right, go right. Up. As we know, we have to get to the break, Kirk. We're going to come right back strong, but Biden is exactly opposite as build. He was going to settle down the foreign policy. He was going to make the world love us. Uh, he, he was going to be the most transparent. He was going to be the most honest. He is exactly the opposite as build. He's a disgrace. He has time served. He has no accomplishments. I, I don't know of anyone that's ever been at something for almost 50 years that has no accomplishments. 36 years in the Senate, eight years as vice president. 15 months, 17 months, whatever it's been as president. I mean, you're getting close to 50 years, nothing to show for it. Wrong about everything. It's stunning. It really is stunning. We'll be back in a few minutes. Don't go away. This portion of Hurley in the Morning brought to us in part by Batteries Plus Bulbs. This is Harry Hurley for Batteries Plus Bulbs with stores in Northfield, New Jersey, right next door to Broadcast Center. They're at 900 Hilton Road. We're 950, but they're literally right next door. If you inadvertently pulled into our parking lot, our parking lot also has a pass through to them. So you can't miss them. They also have a store on Route 73 in Mount Laurel, New Jersey. Roy is the owner, and whether it's here or at the Mount Laurel, New Jersey store, they have extraordinary service-minded people that have creative solutions to fix any type of electronic situation that you're dealing with, whether it's your cell phone, the cell phone screen, or something's not working uh, with a battery pack in a device of yours, a power tool, or whatever the case might be, from the watch battery to the car battery and all kinds of products unrelated to batteries the store is as clean as anything you'll ever find the shelves are perfect the store looks clean smells clean is clean and they have a very very uh great sense of urgency and a whole lot more tell them if i've inspired you that harry hurley sent you to batteries plus bulbs and at the point of sale mention my name and you'll get a 10 percent discount right at the register we continue with kirk conover and a whole lot of other important issues that we'll continue to cover this hour uh, with Kirk right after Sean Hannity and our Hurley in the Morning timeout. Waking up on the right side. This is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. You know, Biden is livid that he's being portrayed so badly in the media. So he's going to do a tough, hard-hitting interview with Jimmy Kimmel. Biden's press office is plagued by negative coverage and messaging gaffes. As the media signals, the honeymoon is over. Even the media recognizes this guy is weak and frail and everything I've been saying. They're not going to go on the air and say, man, 
Hannity saw this before anybody else. He, all they had to do was open their eyes and look. You don't have to be a genius. You don't need to go to Harvard or MIT to figure out this guy's weak and frail and a cognitive mess. And now, you know, the, the Biden family syndicate, they already rewarded Putin with Nord Stream 2. Now they're, they're talking about relaxing China's tariffs to ease inflation. That's another dumb idea. From coast to coast, from sea to shining sea, it's the Sean Hannity Show. War, inflation, and $30 trillion in debt. It's looking like 2008 all over again. Hey, everybody, it's Linda from the Sean Hannity Show. And millions of Americans watched their retirement savings disappear, while those who invested in physical gold and silver were protected. And if you have $50,000 or more in your IRA, your 401k, or savings, you could be at risk again. Right now, thousands of Americans are using an IRS loophole to add physical gold and silver to their retirement savings. So call 855-815-GOLD, that's G-O-L-D, to get a free gold IRA kit and learn how thousands are protecting their retirement savings and adding 10000 or more in free silver to do it. Gold Co. is the company Sean Hannity and I recommend for gold and silver, and they've helped place nearly $1 billion in precious metals. We could be looking at a recession worse than 2008, so don't wait. Call Gold Co. today. Call 855-815-GOLD. 855-815-G-O-L-D. That's 855-815-GOLD. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. 21 minutes past the hour with Kirk Conover. Kirk, one of the other ways you destroy your country is by this completely unfettered, uncontrolled, uh, record-setting illegal immigration because you bring in a combination of absolutely beautiful folks that are just leaving horrid places around the world. But the other problem is uh, mixed in with the beauty pageant uh, and I mean that I know there's beautiful people that have been uh, abused and all kinds of issues. But on top of that, you get MS-13 members, you get drug traffickers, human traffickers, all kinds of bad people. Part of destroying the country is what Biden has done by think about it. What would be the reason not to finish the southern wall, the border wall, the, the materials are paid for? They actually, I think they still do. They were paying for crews that won the contract. They were paying for people to not build the wall. I mean, so you can only do that on purpose, Kirk. Yeah, well, they figure they're future Democrat voters. Uh, so yeah. they leave openings in the wall and uh, they get them in here. And, you know, these states that have motor voter, renew your driver's license or get a car registration. All of a sudden there's a voter registration in it right in california for example you would automatically become a voter even an illegal but don't worry they've got it all figured out nothing can go wrong here kirk uh it's called self-reporting you have to say excuse me i can't be a voter i i i'm not a legal american so i i appreciate my driver's license but don't put me on the voting rolls so you know we have scores of illegals that are voting but as you also know in school board elections and local elections, they have illegals voting in different municipalities around the state, which is their precursor to then everyone voting uh, in every election. And, and then, of course, screw the Constitution, which says that you have to be an American citizen. These Democrats, they are criminals. They don't care. 
No, it's all you talked earlier about the George Soros. I mean, that's all part of his uh, Open Society Foundation. They don't they don't want borders. They want one world government. You know, um, socialism. And I don't understand that. He he's a billionaire and he made his money in capitalism, and he wants uh, to impose socialism on the whole world. And this, well, you do get it though, but not on himself. Right. Yeah. And you've. You and I have talked about this before. I my firm belief is that Engels uh, Mar- uh, financed Marx to come up with an intellectual uh, justification for socialism, uh, so that uh, the elite could stay at the top and nobody could climb the ladder uh, of prosperity. You know, they they would run the world because they think they truly are smarter than the rest of us, smarter than the people. You know, we can't be trusted with elections. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's a whole overall game plan. They don't believe in borders. They want these people to come into the country. And as you say, they may be beautiful people, but they have to live in an underground economy. Yeah. Uh, they don't pay federal or state income taxes. Uh, they, they keep wages low. Um, and, and they become dependent on the government a lot of them. So it's, it's a bad deal all for getting more Democrat voters. Unfortunately for our country, um, I don't see that this administration will ever admit a mistake, so therefore they will not um, change course. I mean, there was some... Well, look, I I don't think they believe it is a mistake. Their radical philosophy, they're pursuing their radical philosophy, and then what you have is you have this uh, Jean-Pierre... Uh, press secretary that has the answer book right there and they just parrot crazy lines like Biden policies are working. Uh, I mean, it's just insane. What are you talking about? We have runaway inflation, the highest gas prices in the history of the Republic. The supply chain is broken, baby formula, uh, car chips. I mean, you could go on and on and on. Everything is broken. Nothing works. And they say everything works. They just they just lie about everything. Uh, Three and a half minutes before the bottom of the hour break, Kirk, I want to go over one particular stock. See, as you know, Chuck Malamut doesn't speak about one particular stock. He dances once in a while. He's very good about not doing it. But, you know, occasionally we get close to the edges. But he can't talk about any one stock in his position. But you and I can because we're not, you know, we're not licensed brokers and we can talk about whatever we want and he's limited in some areas and this is not on his agenda, but I want to make it on ours. Amazon stock split really caught my eye. I remember as a very young junior executive at the Golden Nugget and I think Chuck would remember this as well very vividly. I believe we split 4 to 1 if I'm not mistaken and it was fantastic. All of a sudden, of course the the the, the price of the stock goes down but you have four times as many shares. I think it was four to one. This, as you know, I'm I'm just guessing, I'm sure you know, was a 20 to one split in afternoon trading. Uh, The shares went up like over 3% with the news. Explain to our listeners why a company does something like this, a stock split. Well, normally they split the stock to get the price down yeah. so that there can be a broader and wider distribution of their stock 
throughout the investment community. And that makes it easier uh, for them to, number one, buy back stock if they want to. Uh, and also, if they want to raise capital, it broadens the market for those who, who can afford uh, to take a position in the stock. And it's also, uh, sometimes it's also a way to reward people who have invested in the company and have, um, you know, proven that they have faith in the company. It's a reward for them. So they have 20 stocks instead of one. And now you've got 20 stocks that probably will, will go up in value and it's easier to trade them and sell them. So yeah. it's, it's a good deal for everybody. Yeah. And I think you mentioned it, but I want to emphasize the point. It brings in additional participation from investors who really, for the most part, would would trade in smaller sizes uh, and not something as big as that was. But now you, you take that down you know, in a 20 to one split. And I think you bring a lot of new investors into the fold. I think, I think it's a good move. Oh yeah. And, and Kirk, have you ever heard of 20 to one? I I never heard of 20 to one though. I never, no, I never heard of 20 to one, but no, it reduces the price. So it allows a, a lot broader participation, which in the long run should make the stock price go up because it's more affordable, you know, less price, uh, more affordable. That means more people are going to buy it. That means the price goes up. So it's a good deal. I think the so market too. showed it. I mean, the yep. market went up. Yep. You know, now, I mean, if you had a thousand dollars to spend and you know, you could make an investment in this now that it's at a lower price, you might jump in as opposed to before, uh, not, not possible. Just wouldn't, wouldn't even be, something you could even consider. It just would be out of sight. 30 minutes past the hour, we will be back with Kirk Conover right after this. It's early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 South Jersey's number one talk station, all because of you. And we know it and we thank you. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And it is Harry Hurley at 30 minutes past the hour with three stories that you can follow right now on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. Atlanta County acting prosecutor soon acting will be taken away from him and he'll just be the prosecutor. Will Reynolds reveals the identity of an Atlantic City man who was stabbed to death on Sunday. We have the story. Summers Point Councilman Sean McGuigan seeking an unprecedented sixth term. We have the story. And former Absecon City Council President Chris Sayer calls out the current city council. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. We've got three substantial chances of rain coming up tonight, tomorrow night, and again on Saturday. Sky's becoming mostly cloudy today. It'll be breezy and more humid, high of 76. A shower may creep in late this afternoon, and then we'll probably get wet tonight. Scattered to spotty rain likely. Still breezy, not that cool, low 67. Sun and clouds in 80 tomorrow. Rain returns tomorrow night. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. 
Do you have questions? WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's talk station. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM. 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. And great one. That would be South Jersey's number one talk station because of our great listeners. Thank you, sir. Uh, Kirk Conover is here. Chuck Malamut will join us. He has an awesome agenda ready to go for the 8 o'clock hour. Dr. Newkirk, I talked to yesterday. He reminded me. He asked me if I saw the acupressurist. I don't think it was acupuncture. I think it was acupressure. Uh, because evidently it's great for allergies. I, I feel like I've turned the corner, but I'm going to look into that next year because from April 1 until June something or other, usually by the golf tournament, we're good. Um, I, I see the pollen still out there on the car, the tree pollen, but for the most part, it's, uh, it's not nearly as bad as it was. And I really had... Probably out of the 10 or 12 weeks, I get hit for about 12 weeks. Um, Two of it was horrific. Probably half of it is nasty. And then maybe like four or five weeks of it is uh, just like feeling like you have the flu. So not so bad. You know, I'm barely, barely teasing with that. All right. I want to shift gears for this um, for this comment question to Kirk. I've been following this new Saudi-backed golf league, LIV, uh, I guess is what it's called. Uh, And I'm not surprised. Tiger Woods turned down a nearly $1 billion deal. That must be nice to be able to say, no, I'm loyal to the PGA. I don't need your billion. I'm going to turn that down. Phil Mickelson signed a $200 million contract with the league uh, over the weekend. I think it was Saturday. And Dustin Johnson, who's 13th ranked in the world right now, he's been number one uh, in his career not long ago. He signed a $125 million contract to join the new league. Uh, Kirk, there's something about this that I don't know. I I can't say that it, that if I said it seems unholy, I, I think I'm exaggerating a bit, but something about this doesn't, seem right when you've cut your teeth on the pga tour uh and then to go join this league i'm wondering if the pga uh is going to get rid of people like pull their card or something say you you know you you chose you chose saudi arabia uh but this is the kind of life-changing money that i guess there's no risk because if you if you can't live on 125 million i know there's taxes involved in that but i guess it's somewhat safe because of the size of it however they they have the ability to make money uh for a long time beyond even their playing careers for example jack nicholas was offered uh, i think it was a hundred million dollar contract and he turned it down uh what do you think about being a pga player and associating yourself with this saudi-backed new league well, the idea of the league is to get elite golfers uh, to compete on courses worldwide. And I guess through television rights or whatever is the way they would, you know, make their money back. But um, the PGA is threatening to uh, ban anybody oh, that there you go. joins this league 
they're threatening it, and I don't know if they've actually done it yet, but they're threatening it. Well, they haven't done it yet, and I didn't know that, but I suspected that they would probably do that, which is why I made the comment that I did. Uh, and, Kirk, I don't blame them. Well, right. I mean, the PGA has put a lot of, uh, you know, cash in, in these guys' pockets. They've developed their reputation through competing with the PGA on the PGA Tour. And, yeah, the PGA feels that uh, they're owed some loyalty uh, because the PGA Tour made it all possible, you know, for them to become elite golfers. What do you think about Tiger Woods turning down a basically a billion-dollar deal? It's pretty, pretty amazing, <clears throat> isn't it? It is, uh, and it shows his loyalty to the PGA. Yeah. I mean, that's – and, you know, there's all these rumors about Mickelson. You know, he, he's doing it strictly for the money because, it, you know, gambling debts or whatever, but he's made enough, and I don't think he has he has a financial problem. I think they – you know, Greg Norman wanted to create this uh, in conjunction with Saudi money as an alternative – to get more, give the elite golfers more opportunities to make money and and more opportunities to be seen worldwide. Yeah, I think maybe I don't know. I, I guess structuring it is smart uh, if you're on that side of the business. But it really, even a guy like Greg Norman, it's pretty disloyal to the PGA that has been so good to him. I I, I like the shark. I'm a fan. Uh, but there's just something about this. And if you go into Saudi Arabia and things about them, I just think there's something that doesn't feel pro-American about this. Yeah, well, you're associating with a regime in Saudi Arabia. I mean, let's face it. This is not like... Uh free market stuff this this is and, and do you think it's propaganda for them too because it's fantastic for them right if you if they could have gotten tiger but they have people like uh greg norman as the ceo they have phil mickelson they have dustin johnson and of course you know they're gonna offer the kind of money that some people just won't turn down it's definitely a ploy to make uh the saudi government look better um, it'll be a propaganda machine, I guess. But it's a regime in Saudi Arabia. You know, they they execute um, homosexuals. Uh, they have all kinds of rules about what women can do. You know, they have to. They're out on the street. They have to be fully covered, and they have to walk with a, a male relative uh, if it's not their husband. And it's. I mean, wouldn't the, wouldn't this be in a cancel culture society that we live in? Doesn't associating with them contractually and aligning yourself so undeniably close with this, doesn't that cancel you here at home? The cancel culture is so hypocritical that who knows what if they're if they're going to target this or not. I mean, I just see uh, a lot of... Uh, blind eye thinking in the in the cancel culture they focus here but overseas the stuff that they could focus on is is rant you know but you know I, here's how i look at it and it doesn't justify it any which way but if you were someone that had nothing or very little and you got offered life-changing money 
that you could provide for your entire family and for generations to come, it would be very tempting. But a guy like Dustin Johnson, $125 million, he's going to make that. I don't think they give it to him right up front. He's going to make that over a period of time, I believe. He can make that. Phil Mickelson, over time, I mean, just endorsement deals. Now, I know he got all dinged up and he, he canceled himself. He's been hiding out and not playing on the PGA Tour. And ironically, wasn't it for Saudi comments? Yeah. It's kind of ironic, isn't it? Yeah. Maybe yeah. not. Well, it's... Uh... I've always liked Phil Mickelson. He's a scrambler. You know, that's what yeah. I like. He takes, on the golf course, he takes chances. In real life, he takes chances. And this, to me, is another, you know, he's not averse to risk. And uh, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. But it's certainly not playing out the way, um, you know, Greg Norman envisioned it. Like I said, he wanted it to be like a super league, uh, uh with worldwide exposure so that, you know, people all over the world can see these top players. You think that he just thought with the crazy money that they were putting up that just everybody would bite? Well, I, I think that was the plan. That was the plan. But like I said... I mean, it's they're not striking out. I mean, Mickelson and Dustin Johnson are two very big names. I mean, you have, you know, the the... Mickelson's a legend, and then you have Dustin Johnson, who not long ago was world number one. Now he's world number thirteen. I mean, they're getting they're getting people, and I would imagine they're going to get more. But then you're going to have principled people. I'm not saying they're unprincipled, but you're going to have principled people like a Jack Nicholas. He's worth a lot of money right now, and he he doesn't need their hundred million. He just doesn't need it, uh, and so he you know he's not going to be a part of that. Tiger Woods doesn't need their billion dollars. He can he can make it here. Uh, if I'm one of them, I would turn it down because they don't need it. And I think it really does. I think it tarnishes their brand. And they better, you know, realize what they're doing because they could lose all sponsorships here in our country, get kicked out of any PGA sanctioned play. And then that's all they've got. And if that is like, who knows? I don't want to say the USFL because the USFL is back. But if that is like just something that you start up, the X Factor League or whatever it was called, uh, you um, you take a shot here. I mean, they have money. So I don't, I don't know that anybody wouldn't get paid. But who's to say this actually is going to make it? Now, the game, sport game, whatever you want to call it, of golf is such that I think there's potential that this could be very, very big. But it remains to be seen what's the perception, what's the reality of becoming a part of it. When we come back, uh, this is barely being talked about. I think it's a very big deal. China is secretly building a naval base in Cambodia. China now has the largest navy in the world. Uh, During Obama-Biden, they swam right past us doing the backstroke uh, and spit right in our eye on the way by wiping off their goggles as they just scooped on by. And also, I want to get Kirk's take on the January 6th made-for-TV ABC News-produced show trial that's coming to your small screen in the very near future. That and whatever else we can squeeze in on the Hurley in the Morning program with Kirk Conover. This is WPG Talk Radio. 
95.5 South Jersey's number one talk station. Life is hectic here in South Jersey, but one thing you don't have to worry about is missing the information you need while you're running around doing a zillion things. That's why WPG Talk Radio 95.5 brings you everything you need to know in six minutes at the top of every hour. National headlines from Fox News Radio, South Jersey News, and your local AccuWeather forecast all in six minutes. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station. That is correct. Thank you. At 54 minutes past the hour, we appreciate you for that. So, Kirk, I said right before the break, uh, China is secretly building a naval base in Cambodia where we went during Obama and Biden. Uh, they they crushed, crushed the Navy. Uh, China went the other way and has built the largest Navy in the world. Uh, what are your thoughts about this? It doesn't bode well for us. And it, it started, as you say, during the Obama-Biden administration when they changed policy from having the capability of fighting a two-front war or two wars at the same time. And when they changed that policy, that's when they started, uh, you know, trying to, reap the uh, peace dividend, so to speak, and basically reduce the size of our Navy. And, you know, they put out these false flags saying that, but the ships are more, our ships are more capable of, you know, doing their job, sewing, launching more missiles, this, that, and the other thing. But the fact is, we no longer can fight two conflicts at the same time. With, with the Navy we have. And there's no indication... So in other words, like a bad actor, or I call it like the Legion of Doom, if you had... I, I really believe someday you could have all the Batman villains. You could have, have them all get together and try to take us down. And we're showing weakness. We're showing our hiney. Uh, in, in, in military talk, they call it showing your ass. Uh, this isn't good. And when, and you telegraph to the world that, you know, that'd be like having such a small police department that if you robbed the store at the one end of town, you could go hog wild in the other end of town because there wouldn't be a second officer to do anything about that. That would never position you to do very well if you, if you set something up like that. And that's what they've done to us. And the other danger is the fact that if you reduce your conventional forces to the point where, um, you know, some bad actor wants to challenge you, then what are we left with? Nuclear. And that's not an outcome that anybody wants. No. And that is the big problem, not having the conventional capability of, you know, deterrence uh, leaves you back, you know, to depending on your nuclear arsenal to deter people and if they're not deterred they have some kind of wacky you know death wish well then then (laughs) the world's gone so yeah it's it's a bad strategic decision and it was done strictly to save 
money because you know Obama was Mr. Peace. He you know, won the Nobel Peace Prize for doing nothing. But well, remember he was going to let the Russians come in and and see everything we've got. He well, he thinks it's unfair that we have more than others. I mean, his whole philosophy was so twisted; it's unbelievable. Yeah, and and uh, famously, Bob Gates said, you know, Joe Biden has been wrong on every foreign policy calculation uh, over his whole career. It's true. And that's just another thing he was part of, and it continues. Like I said, they're they're talking about removing the tariffs that Trump put on China, which brought industry back to this country. Uh, Well, they do everything backwards. They made Iran stronger. They make us weaker. I mean, it just stands to reason. Everything they do is backwards to what should be done. Two minutes left, and I want to get this in. This show trial that they're going to do in prime time, this so-called select committee, which is an absolute partisan, just just ass clown joke. It's a clown car of fools. Uh, Away they go. I say... It makes no difference whatsoever, even though they're going to bring out sensational things, horrifically bad things to make President Trump look disqualified from future consideration. You know, they've got they have an agenda here. What are your thoughts about it? Well, yeah, that's the agenda. It's to disqualify uh, Republicans and certain Republicans and particularly President Trump from running again. But I don't think it's going to make it darn bit of difference because people see through this i mean well the last poll i saw and it was an abc poll and that's why the democrats keep trying they throw this feces on the wall they're desperately trying to make something stick 83 percent of all americans in a democrat abc news poll are voting on the economy on inflation and on gasoline prices and i don't think their show trial can change any of that no, I don't believe so either. Elections always come down to pocketbook issues, you know, gas and groceries. That's what's going to boil down to them. And that impacts everybody in the whole country in their everyday life. Well, a gallon of regular gasoline is now $5 in Atlanta County. So uh, good luck, Democrats. It, it should be a very, very bad election year for you. You won't know it today, even though I think we will see a higher Republican turnout than we will Democrat. Uh, But there's not much on the line today on primary election day, but we're going to see it on November 8th. Kirk, we're at the finish line. Thanks for a great visit. When we come back, Chuck Malamut will join the program. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. It's six minutes past the hour. Chuck Malamud is here. Chuck presents... A very important discussion each Tuesday morning in the 8 o'clock hour. The information, views, and opinions that are expressed are those of Chuck Malamut 
and do not necessarily reflect those of Morgan Stanley or its affiliates. They are current as of the date of this broadcast and subject to change without notice. Neither the information provided nor any opinion expressed herein constitutes a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. This presentation is for informational purposes only. Morgan Stanley, Smith Barney, member SIPC. And the reason I'm laughing is because I I forgot to plug in Chuck's headset. His headset's there, but it's not plugged in. <laughs> but it is now, Chuck. Good morning. How are you? How are you today? Why aren't I hearing you? Oh, okay, here's why. Now I hear you beautifully. All right. Is that better? <laughs> Perfect. I only hear one ear, but that's okay. Hold on. Uh, we'll, we can figure that out on the break. How about now? Uh, that's a little better. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... I guess we need to get started, but before we do that, um, Kirk's uh, Philadelphia Phillies. Wow. Pretty incredible. What, what is it like? Uh, save the cheerleader, save the world. They changed the manager, and really, it's, I mean, it's Joe Girardi's uh, right-hand guy from the Yankee days, Rob Thompson. So is it, is, am I correct in saying they haven't lost since they fired Joe Girardi? Uh, that's correct. They, uh, they swept the Angels, and they, they fired him, I believe it was Friday morning. Uh, they won that game before he was fired, the night before. So they actually won four in a row. But How about that one unlikely game, though? Grand Salami by Bryce Harper. Three-run walk-off in the ninth. I mean, they, uh, Mike Trout, and they're walking off the field like. And, and poor uh, Angels, they've lost 12 in a row. Yeah, they, 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 maybe the, I, I, I'm not going to comment on the Phillies. Uh, I wish them the best of luck. Right. You can't comment on the Phillies because you, you abandoned them uh, and became a Dodgers fan because uh, you're that kind of guy. You know, it's weird. Four-game winning streak. I thought it was a lot more than four. No, it was four. four. It was four. I thought it was more like and, six. And, and, but maybe still, they ran, still good. Look, Harry, they, did they run into a bad team? Uh, you'll know tonight. I think they played Milwaukee on the road. So we'll know. We'll Who did they play one game against? It was the last the game. Uh, maybe it was, I, I can't recall. But they did win. They, they lost... The series, but won the final game. I don't know if it was San Francisco, perhaps. Uh, and then they played the Angels, and now they play Milwaukee. But look, uh, if it, the key here is, as you know, there's, it, those games are not well attended, and they have a very, very high payroll. But again, a lot of it is based on TV, uh, not so much on, on the gate and the concessions. But it's nice to see them win. Um and they, I mean, the, the, the good news I mean, is I think still, they're, still I think young they're, in the season. I think they're a better team than their record was, and they were losing some really excruciating. That That is a team that, and I know that you live through a lot of the pain. I don't watch, I haven't watched a single inning of a Phillies game. I can't even tell you how long, but I do follow them, follow them in the box score. They find ways to lose that are just unbelievable, excruciating late uh, collapses, and just, they're a tough team. <laughs> Yeah, they to call your own. They they uh, get get decent leads and then they they blow the games. I think Mike could probably uh, you know Mike uh, my partner just is a Philly fanatic. I guess we're all Philly teams, and he could probably tell you more about them than we can. For yeah, sure, you but. used to be able to, but then you became a Dodgers fan. Sure, you were well, a Fairweather well, fan. The, you became a Dodgers uh, fan. Uh, uh, Harry, we'll now if the Dodgers <laughs> like become stinky, will you like jump off of them and no, will no, you join for you, me for you and Kurt? Uh, um, I picked the team on the West Coast, and unfortunately, uh, it's um, that's it's pain, little, isn't it? That's it's a little, tough. It's a little late. You know, the yeah. games the games are very very late. But that's you know you do your best and you watch on weekends and 
uh, you know, soon, soon to be, uh, you know, World, World Series winners again, Harry. So just you might want to get on that. But let's talk about the markets here. Before your market update, I want to see if I had a false memory or a correct memory. Did our Golden Nugget stock split four to one? I did hear you this morning. I, I, I remember a split, but I don't recall if it was two, three, or four to one. Yeah, I can't either. Uh, but there was a good piece that yeah. you guys chatted about a stock split. And typically what happens. Have you uh, ever heard of that in your career? 20 for one? Yeah. Um, not sure, Harry, but it's... Not it's, common, right? I, I think nowadays it's just uncommon to have to even have stock splits be, because there are a lot of um, brokerage firms that offer the ability to buy fractional shares. So you don't have to spend $2,300 or $2,500 to very, buy a share of stock. Very interesting. It's and like that's Bitcoin. obviously because of technology. Yeah. And we didn't have that. We didn't have that years ago. Right. You had to buy at least you a share. You had to buy a share. Correct. Very, very mm-hmm. interesting. So not to talk about one stock because you don't do that, but if you said just mathematically anything, any particular example, not any one in particular are we talking about, does that work to accomplish what they want that more people will get involved because now it's... It typically, the, the purpose of a stock split is to, is to uh, be able to offer shares to a wider audience and, and people that typically won't buy the stock now have the ability to buy the stock but from a a, when you look at when it's time to vote your shares uh the institutions uh and the hedge funds harry they're going to carry the weight uh you know with respect to you know what to be voting for and and what magnitude so the stock splits do offer you know, people in the retail world, the ability to buy, you know, full shares versus versus a fractional share. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, it's it's interesting because, unfortunately, you know, that that space uh, took pretty much a broad broad based beating. Um, you know, we'll call it consumer discretionary, call it technology. Uh, those two sectors have obviously not fared well. And that's where that that's where that where Amazon typically sits after it was announced late afternoon it did go up by 3.1% well but remember you know this it was it was announced you know weeks in advance and and uh, the technology if it when it works on, on our on our side and it and it did fortunately uh, you know close a business friday was over the weekend the shares were reset on our on our client accounts so when we were looking during the day it had it had no impact but there were i harry there were some outages i understand across wall street where that did not happen and uh, imagine you you know <laughs> your stock you know you think you've lost 95 percent of the value of, w- of what you own uh in reality it's just a matter of accounting that needs to be taken care of good opening uh market update so harry last week uh, a holiday shortened week a, a, ch- a choppy week uh, the the S and P um, was up up and down. Uh, S and P falling Tuesday, falling Wednesday, big rally Thursday, and and we slid into the close on Friday. Uh, you know we're coping again. Ele- elevated inflation pressures, a hawkish Fed, uh, slower growth environment. So it's it's not a it's not a great it's not a great trifecta. On top of that, on Friday, and we'll get into this a little bit later. The jobs report. And what came, uh, you, what you thought should have been a good report, the market really, really didn't, really didn't care for it. So, 
the um, the best performing sectors again energy up one point two percent for the week. Uh, the weakest sectors uh, defensive healthcare, which is pretty surprising. Harry down three percent. REITs were down two percent, and financials were down slightly over two percent as well. So. When you uh, look at your year-to-date numbers through Friday, and you, all the indices are obviously down uh, anywhere from 11 to 23%, with the NASDAQ being clearly uh, the loser in the group, and the Dow Jones, the winner, down just around 10% year-to-date. Mm. Best-performing sectors, and it doesn't come as any surprise, energy up over 60%, and, and we're all feeling it. Uh, as we're as we're getting to that five hour gas, you know, nationwide, it was, you know, we're going to be there any day now. Well, but, we're there now. In my corner uh, store, na- nation, nationwide. Oh, nationwide, right. yes, four ninety one point um, nine. Ours is four ninety nine point nine right now. And energy, the best performing sector year to date. Uh, materials up five percent. They're the number two. Number three, uh, best performing sector is actually down year to date. That's materials down about four percent. On the flip side. Uh, information technology, communication services, consumer discretionary down anywhere from 20 to 25 percent. And and that's a I mean, that's a big chunk taking. Imagine if, if you had a portfolio, Harry, and you overweighted large cap growth. So total would, asset management coupled with the all important asset allocation. Very important, isn't it? Correct. Correct. And, and, and obviously, you know, inflation just doesn't want to go away. Uh, and I know we'll get into a little bit later. I think you and Kirk kind of talked about it a, a little, a little bit, you know, in, in your show. Uh, but the the problem that we're faced with, wherever you turn, whether it's at the pump or whether it's at the grocery store, it just it's just following you everywhere. Well, the prices are devastating. Chuck, we'll take our first break. We'll be right back at 16 minutes past the hour. You're listening to the official the exclusive financial advisor for the Hurley in the Morning program, Chuck Malamut, 609-383-2010. That's 609-383-2010 for all of your financial planning needs. We'll be right back with Chuck Malamut. This is Hurley in the Morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Hi, it's Mark Lee and Van Camp. Join us later today at 1. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. Thank you. Welcome back. Chuck Malama continues a discussion all about your financial matters. United States of America payrolls. Chuck, how are we doing? So, Harry, as you know, the, f- the first Friday of, of every month, they, they come with the prior month uh, I- employment or numbers so non-farm payrolls for the month of may solid 390,000 the unemployment rate remained low at 3.6 percent uh average hourly earnings rising three tenths of one percent uh there's there's been a lot of discussion about are are we going to get into a recession Mm. um it's very hard to get into a recession Unless you have, you know, labor market labor mark, market weaknesses, and that's that's not happening here. You know, the Fed is on course, and we'll talk about this a little bit later. But but that three hundred ninety thousand print, uh, those numbers should keep the Fed on course for the fifty basis point rate hikes at each of the next two meetings, uh, and and the strength of the data, you know, goes sort of. A, 
truly against some of the headlines that were put in place last week by two prominent CEOs, uh, one, uh, Jamie Dimon, and, and two, Elon Musk. Who's uh, more negative than Jamie Dimon about America right uh, now? He's, Holy yeah, he, he's He's typically... Um, but, you know, within that organization, what they're doing, they're, you're actually seeing uh, their analysts that are disagreeing with the chairman uh, on, on, on whether or not we're going to get into a recession. I like so, that. So it's going to be interesting. Spunky. It's going to be interesting to see how, how this, you know, folds, you know, unfolds. Look, we will get into a recession, Harry. There, there's, we have to, at some point yeah, in time, it's just on the date. We don't know have when. Have a recession. And it's just a matter of is it going to be in the next six months or is it going to be yeah. over the next two or three years so could, could be in the next three weeks uh i i don't think so I, but i i doubt it uh but you know so here's what's happening but first quarter wasn't supposed to be negative either that's true we all indications are that that's not going to be happening this quarter and and what we're seeing now is remember we just a couple weeks ago the glass was half empty you know whatever was good was bad and whatever was bad it was worse mm. and what has since happened over the last i'm gonna say two weeks or so harry we've moved into a period where bad news is good news and vice and 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 vice versa so for example the strong labor uh report that we saw on friday you would think that would be good news but it was viewed as bad because the the probability of the Fed tightening in, in their increases, their you know, are, are out there. Are so, things so bad right now that nothing is allowed to be good? No, I don't think so, Harry. I, I think what you're seeing is that some of this negative news flow is starting to subside to a certain degree. And I heard it yesterday, completely off our you know talking points today, but. Maybe they're getting close to getting some resolution to the war. Well, that would be huge. Uh, and if if that were the case, I think the, the world would be very, very happy. Chuck, let me let me pass on a digital question from one of your listeners. You can say hello to Rich. Rich wants to know, and it says, Chuck, do you believe that the half point increases by the Fed are too much? Instead of what going twenty five basis points, uh, perhaps. But I mean, the Fed has a lot of work to do. They 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 got behind the curve. Uh, it was what not only uh, I mean, Powell and 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 the crew missed it, calling it transitory. You did not. Janet Yellen missed it actually last weekend. Said, "Hey, I I got this wrong." I gave her credit. I mean, because I've always believed you can't fix a problem until you admit that there's a problem. And this administration refused to admit. They kept saying our policies are working. I mean, they were just basically spitting in the eye of the American people and telling us it's raining. I give her a lot of credit. Now, the president hasn't admitted that he's wrong about anything ever. But for the secretary of the Treasury, who was a former Fed chair, to say I got it wrong, I – I appreciated that as an American. Yeah, so, Harry, the 50 basis points, I mean, they're, they're talking this meeting, next meeting, and then we'll see what happens after that. Uh, you know, there is discussion that, you know, infl- inflate or CPI uh, did, in fact, peak. We'll find that out relatively soon as well. But uh, the target rate for the, for, think about it, you know, Harry, 2%. Uh, we have a long way to go to get to 2 and and the f- And if you think about what's happening right now, 
a, a lot of this has to do with M2 or, or what is referred to as the money supply. There's been a, 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 a considerable slowdown in, in M2 growth recently. You know, getting this getting mo- uh, money growth under control uh, is a, a is a number one prerequisite, you know, for lowering inflation. So that's you know, th- that I, that is good news. But, you know, who is paying the price for that? I mean, you. Yeah. Your listeners. All of us are paying because wage inflation is not keeping up with the inflation that we're that we are now seeing across you know goods and services so i keep hearing inflation high inflation will continue into next year 2023 i don't know how far into next year but i keep reading and i keep hearing into next year but let me ask it this way will inflation moderate in the second half of this year so all indications are as we as we get into the second half of this year the third and fourth quarter uh, the inflationary pressures um, that we're seeing are, will begin to moderate, and and that's if that happens, that that will reduce the likelihood that the Fed continues on this aggressive pace. What does moderate mean, though? It's eight, well, moderate, eight point you know, something getting percent. It, getting it to getting it first to five and then to four. I mean, we're not going to get to two. I mean, at least not not right now. It's going to take us some time to get so there. So, it, it, would it be? Not just possible is is are they saying that we should cut it possibly in half in the second half of the year? I, I Harry, I don't see a a number per se, but I you know I think we're going to get a real good indication on Friday, okay, uh, as to as to where we stand. But remember, there's that there's that argument, you, you, food, you know, the, the CPI X food X energy. I don't know how you can take those two components out. And really get an understanding of what CPI is all about. Agreed. Halftime break. We're going to be right back. You're listening to Chuck Malamut, all about your financial matters. To reach Chuck for all of your financial planning, 609-383-2010. That's 609-383-2010. This portion of our program, Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 South Jersey's number one talk station, brought to us in part by Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling Professionals. Now, this is the time of year, and I know there have been a couple cooler nights and you're getting by, but this is the time of year that if your system isn't ready to get through the summer, it's going to, uh, it's going to let you know very, very quickly. I would either call or you can navigate through the website at ambientcomfortnj.com or call 609-568-0955 and have them do that full inspection and tune-up that they do. And they will look at all the operating systems to see if there's something that needs to be done, if your system is ready to go for the the hot summer season, uh, or in fact, if it's not going to make it, uh, if you need to replace. And they do have uh, attractive financing in ways that they can help you work through that if you're in a situation where you need a new system, but you're not in a position to put all that money out at one time. They have ways they can help. 609 Five six eight zero nine five five or on the web, ambientcomfortnj.com. Please tell them that early in the morning sent you. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. 30 minutes past the hour. Harry Hurley with three stories that you can follow right now on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. The new Atlanta County Prosecutor Will Reynolds has revealed the identity 
of the Atlantic City man who was stabbed to death on Sunday, Sunday afternoon. We have the story. We broke the story, I believe. Summers Point City Councilman Sean McGuigan is seeking an unprecedented sixth term. We have that story. And former Absecon City Council President Chris Sayer is calling out the current council. Back with Chuck in just a few minutes. From the Townsquare, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero. Changes are in the air today. Skies will turn mostly cloudy. It'll get breezy this afternoon. High temperature around 76. So far, so good. It's going to get more humid, too. Chance of a shower this afternoon and then scattered to spotty rain likely for tonight. Low of 67. Warm and humid tomorrow. High of 80 with periods of sun and clouds. Rain returns tomorrow night. Could be some downpours and rumbles of thunder. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. It's early in the morning, anytime, anywhere, on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. With Chuck Malamut, Tuesday mornings uh, in our 31st year together. Can you believe July 1st is right around the corner, Chuck? Milestone. Uh, (laughs) Unbelievable. I know you mentioned the may cpi but there's more to tell there is harry so so friday u.s inflation reading comes out the uh, cpis is commonly referred to as ex, uh, is expected to increase by seven tenths of one percent oh wow in may that's an eight point two percent so year it was increase. at eight point three and it came down to eight point two that's the expect that's the expectation okay and excluding, always we always kind of kind of get a chuckle out of this. When you exclude food and energy, uh, the core CPI is is going to be up about four tenths of one percent over versus last month. Yeah, and it, and if in ten at bats you didn't count five of them, you'd be hitting six hundred. So you know, and that would be a six, that would be a six percent increase from a year earlier. So it looks as if. Inflation is coming down, and, and what we spoke about right before the break is that it looks to be moderating, especially as we get into the second half of this year. And if that is the case, uh, the likelihood that the Fed will continues on that aggressive 50 basis point hike, probably going to be for two or three meetings, including the upcoming meeting uh, next week and maybe one, maybe one or two after that. And again, remember the target was looking anywhere from two and a half to three percent. So we're and of we're, course it's getting passed on to the the real estate mortgages and things, and that's having an adverse effect. This is this is a um, this is a very tough thing to navigate when you're trying to fix something that got out of control and they were taken by surprise. This is so important, and your tutelage is most um, appreciated, Chuck. Because even with whatever increases are happening, it's not keeping up with inflation. So people are making less than what they used to make. Even if they they see on paper that they make more, they actually make less. So talk about negative real wage growth. It's not good. So what, what is happening now, Harry, is that the negative real wage growth, as as it's as it's referred to, um, is really taking its toll with respect to consumer confidence, and it's it's cutting into everyone's purchasing power. Mm-hmm. Uh, excess savings might you know think about the money that has been saved during the pandemic and the money that the government sent out the door to everyone. 
that in helped every that helped a lot of people build their balance sheet and obviously their net worth. Uh, and they're, so now they're getting into that to pay for a lot of these these goods and services. And because of these the savings that are that is out there, there's a there's a fairly high probability. I'm not going to say Harry 100, percent but fairly high probability that we'll end up in, in the, what they was referred to as a soft landing. Good. Uh, on the other hand, you know, the wealth effect, you know, could be ultimately offsetting, you know, all these negative issues that we're having. But what you're seeing here, Harry, is that the consumer is getting a little sour and dour along the way. And a lot of the big ticket items that, that they were buying just, Less than a year ago, that has stopped. And I, I know we're not going to talk about any particular company, but uh, on my way over, I was listening while you were on a break. Oh. Okay. While you're on a commercial. Okay. Uh, you know, Target, which we're not going to talk about a company, but Target, again, is having some inventory issues. And it looks like they're going to be marking down a lot of their goods be- because they just got it wrong. Mm. And and I think, Harry, a lot of that is due to the supply chain and overordering. And now it's coming, you know, it's coming back home, uh, you know, home, you know, which is not good for that particular company. For haven't sure. heard that statement in a long time, over-ordering, because it's been people that haven't been able to get enough of what they need. I think I told you this. I found out only like a week ago about the fact there are 300 chips in every new car and more than 3,000 3, chips yeah. in did every I, electric car. You did mention that. Holy I cow. I mean, this is a lot to keep up with. This, I want to wash my mouth out with soap and blow <laughs> bubbles after I say this. So, Chuck, I won't be able to speak. There'll be a bar of ivory soap, 90, is it 98.33% pure? Uh, in, stuffed in my mouth by the time I finish this sentence. I see the bubbles coming yeah, out. Yeah, they're coming out. I'm blowing bubbles. <laughs> is Build Back Better coming back? So, Harry, I... Say, please I, say no. Harry, I was, as I was getting organized please. over the weekend and, fi- and finalizing bloop, bloop, just last bloop, night... Bloop. I was debating whether or not would, whether we would include this Thank you for agenda this item. And agenda. I, I was thinking about you and I was thinking about Kurt. And I said, I really need to include it. But, Harry, what is happening now? Manchin, uh, Senators Manchin and Schumer, they've, they've been talking, Harry. And you haven't heard a lot about this, about a trillion-dollar tax raise, half going to reduce the deficit and half for what is referred to as various expenditures. And that... And that BBB was a lot, was various expenditures. But, Harry, there's so many hurdles to clear here. Uh, it's highly unlikely that this is going to become law. But I, I could not go with, with not including this on today's agenda. Thank you for restoring Because I wanted to faith. see more your reaction than actually what I was delivering to you. Well, well played. Well done. 43 minutes with Mr. Malamut. Past the hour. We'll be back. Don't go away with Chuck Malamut. Here's the great one. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 South Jersey's talk station. Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thank you and welcome back. Chuck Malamut continues all about your financial matters. The Congressional Budget Office, uh, sometimes maligned. It's always referred to as the nonpartisan CBO. Uh we're going to talk about the 10-year budget forecast, or I should say Chuck is. So, Harry, again, thinking, thinking of you, uh, and I, you. Know we, I know we talked about the CBO just last week a little bit. So yep. their 10-year budget forecast, and I think you're going to get a, 
think you might want to make notes of this and put it in your time capsule and let's see how correct they are. But they predict over the next decade uh, they're going to collect $56 trillion in tax revenues and spend $72 trillion, which is going to be a 15 almost a $16 trillion deficit that will be created over the next 10 years. Harry, that's on top of our national debt of $30.5 trillion. Now, you know I've been saying to you for more than 30 years that we've been doing this program together, Chuck, and they were much smaller numbers back then. I always pose the question, how are we ever going to pay this back? But you know, a number of years ago, I got to the point where I modified that statement into we are never going to pay it back. It can't, it can't be done, can well, it? Well, just we just t- talked about the, the BBB coming back, and, and a part of those proceeds were going to be used to repay debt. Just, uh, so I, I think, you know, tax you How does it har- work that if you were doing the equivalent at the citizen, ordinary citizen level, we'd be ruined, financially insolvent, absolutely ruined, would have no credit rating, couldn't borrow, couldn't have a credit card, wouldn't be able to even exist. How how is this able to sustain? And and somehow it it, it it's like everything is fine when it's not. Well, obviously everything is not fine. And Harry, it's a matter of being able to take more out of your pocket and into their pockets. And it's it's not a tough formula to to figure out and 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 which kind of leads me to my next point and it's you know we've talked around this and i think we need to get a little bit into more details about social security you know the all indications are in in the year 2034 that the trust fund backing the payments of social security benefits it was going to be zero harry and that's 2034 i mean that's right around the corner now, a zero trust fund, as it's referred to, doesn't mean that your benefits uh, would be going to zero, but, you know, could drop to about 75% of what was originally promised, you know, uh, th- and that would continue through the years 2096. Wait, you're talking about new recipients I'm talking by about then. People, I'm talking about people that are collecting money. You're talking about people that are collecting Social Security will have their monthly distribution reduced? That is being discussed right now. Okay. Well, well let me tell you something. Whoever votes for that better find maybe they'll get work well, let's, in, let's, in farming yeah, or let's, or you know let in, me let me in, continue in, let me in con- the LIV let me continue golf on. league let, in in uh, Saudi Arabia let me continue on here for a second well you understand so, I, 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 I get let, it. let me explain it's a sore subject with me my father worked his whole life died when he was 65 and p- paid into social security for 50 years never collected a penny I'm five years away. I've been paying in for more than 40-some years, and I've always believed that in the end, I get screwed. So that was, that was horrible to hear what you just said. But we're not – but let me, give, let me give you the flip side. Okay. There, there, are, there are some potential solutions, okay? The shortfall today that we just identified uh, can, be, can be rectified – by doing one of two things, okay? Increase the combined Social Security payroll tax by three and a quarter 
percent. It's currently 12.4 percent to make it 15.6 percent. Or, and I know you're not going to like this, Harry, an immediate 20 percent reduction in benefits that are paid out to current and future beneficiaries of Social Security. So that's how you work through this. There's, and Harry, we've talked about this. There's are there are more. You know, think about this in the next five, seven, ten years. There's more people receiving benefits, and versus the number of people paying in. Yeah, sure. To Social Security. Yeah, you can't call out sick this week, Chuck. Don't even think about it. I mean, we're like one to one at this point. I can't call out sick. Here's what I will predict, though, on the Malamut program. All they care about is winning re-election. They will never cut recipient Social Security payments. I, I, never. I, Harry, I, never, ever. I agree with you, and I'm curious to see as we get closer to that faded year of 2034, which is right around the corner, how this is going to be handled. But let me give you some good news about about government, because I know that we've been wow. we've been wailing on them Woo. pretty consistently there is today. good news and we actually took an agenda item off that we did not want to include yes. about thank you about your 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 favorite president thank you for that kindness Let's talk a little about medicare okay so at the at the end of last year medicare was covering about almost 65 million americans 19 percent of our population the program was actually cash positive in 2021 it, it received about 890 billion of income and that includes five billion of, of interest income that they re, that Medicare received, and they only and they paid out. Medicare is a great entitlement, and, isn't and, it? And they paid out about eight hundred and forty billion in benefits. So, so in spite of what we just talked about, Social Security, Medicare, at least for now, seems to be getting things right, which is obviously good news for all of us because it is a benefit. And Harry, as you get closer and into retirement, you will, you know, I'm assuming, take advantage of Medicare. Somebody just wrote, why not pay your Social Security? Well, I don't know what they're saying there. I don't know what that statement means. I'm writing them back. What are you saying? I don't understand that. I've never heard that expression before. We are paying it. Your company pays a piece. You're paying a piece uh, out of every paycheck. I guess a certain point of the year, Chuck, when you pay the maximum, it stops, right, towards the end? It does. Yeah. Yes. So I don't know what that uh, – this is a very smart, um, successful business person. He says, why not pay your – Social Security. What does that mean? I don't even understand what that means. But I, I know politics, and so that's why I know no matter what you hear, no matter what you see, they, they will not reduce benefits. Now, they, they'll do something perhaps, Chuck, reducing benefits for future recipients. Well, there was, like I said, current, current and future. Current, I don't see. It, it's I, a, I, I find it. It's I, like a contract. I mean, if all of a sudden, if you were getting 2000 a month, and then next month, and all month, of a sudden, they're going to give you sixteen hundred. People would be voting people out. Absolutely. Next election, <laughs> absolutely. In in a heartbeat, without a without a doubt. And another topic, Chuck, that you can meld two of these in to one uh, that we talk about on your show, and I appreciate the fact that you make this a priority because it is a big number. It, it's affecting tens of millions of Americans that that have college debt. The president, by the way, said this summer. Once and for all, he's going to finally... Well, I actually, you know, good point here. I saw it just this morning, July or August. You were going to hear from the White House. By the way, if they, if he just, like, chops away $10,000 per person, nobody's going to have anything good to say about that. Harry, the election is November the... 
November 8th. Okay. So Just remember that. Right. So there's not going to be some ridiculous puny move made a month or two before the election. So this is going to be interesting and I know and I know it's in your in your um your your show notes that they already have forgiven a bunch of people's debt. Well, first of all, yeah, so so last week, Harry, they canceled student debt for 500,000 students from from a uh, a college it was called Corinthian College and and they're clearing out all those balances and what happened was Corinthian Harry was formerly one of the largest for-profit education companies. Uh, they, they've been accused of predatory and unlawful practices, uh, faced numerous lawsuits. And in 2015, they filed Chapter 11. Uh, that's after, um, you know, government went after them. So there's about, as I mentioned, about a half a million borrowers that are going to that will benefit from this debt cancellation, which is going to be about five point eight billion dollars. Now, granted, in, in this grand scheme of things, that's you know, you know, with the government, that's not a lot of money. But but the, Harry, the one thing to recognize that is the largest single debt forgiveness action taken by our government. And again, not saying that the world is full of politics, but we're getting ever so close to those days in November where I know that you and a lot of other talk show people are saying that it's going to be a landslide, uh, you know, with respect to the House and the Senate. I mean... Well, I say the House is a landslide. Right now, the estimate is probably 50 seats. The Senate is competitive. Looks like it could be a gridlock. I mean, it looks like in all likelihood... It'll be split government. It, it'll be a gridlock, which actually yeah. is good. It's, I love it. It's good for government. Yeah, I, I, I mean, based on what we have now, that that change would be for the better. Chuck, awesome. Uh, just seconds left in your program. Enough time for me to say that uh, to reach Chuck for all of your financial planning needs. And please do that. 609-383-2010. 609-383-2010. And let Chuck show you how to manage your... Um, your retirement planning, vacation planning, college building, and certainly the asset allocation that's so important, especially now. Chuck, thanks for a great visit. All right, thanks for having me. See you next week. You got it. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. Dr. Newker. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Ladies and gentlemen, Chuck Malamud has just left the building. Chuck, have a great day. Mr. Big has just left. Six minutes past the hour. I am very pleased to report that Dr. Mark Newkirk is here. And this is going to be his twice-monthly discussion all about your pets on the first and the third Tuesday of every month. And a uh, lot to talk about. No doubt about that. And I, I have a, a prediction to make. Because somebody very near to me has already had two ticks. And I'm talking about two ticks before june so doc it's it's i'm just guessing that's anecdotal it could just be this one individual
but is it a heavy tick season? Yeah, it is. The ticks have actually been out since April, you know, that we see here coming in on the dogs. And, um, of course, uh, the dogs are going to be much more exposed to that with their sniffing around the bushes and all that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, if you don't have your dogs, uh, especially your dogs and your outside cats on some sort of flea and tick control, you definitely want to do that because the fleas are right around the corner as soon as uh, uh, as soon as we get some heat and humidity, uh, the fleas will be out. And especially those who are listening over on the beach, uh, you know that's going to be flea heaven over there uh, in just a few weeks. So uh, get ahead of it because a couple of fleas make a couple hundred real fast. Wow. We are visiting with Dr. Mark Newkirk, and we jumped right into questions without a proper introduction. This is Newkirk Family Veterinarians presents Dr. Mark Newkirk, all about your pets, to make an appointment. Be very smart to do. We talk about everything from a well check so that you give your doctor an opportunity to get a baseline. 609-645-2120, 609-645-2120. You do that. You, you know, your, your physician expects you to do an annual physical each and every year and then you get blood work done and i hope you do that uh because you're going to stay early detection is so important so you can stay ahead if all of a sudden during a well visit dr newkirk sees whatever it is titers or whatever it is in a blood count that certain things are up it raises red flags and it gives you an opportunity to address things at the earliest possible time and doc isn't that important early detection is really everything isn't it yeah, it really is, and of course, remember our animals age much faster. So we get it. The let's call it the average size dog at age seven is already middle age, and so people sometimes are reluctant to do some blood because they say, "Oh, he's only seven. Well, yes, but you know, let's talk about what that means in relation to the size of your dog. If it's a Great Dane, for example, he's an old man already. If he's a, a Chihuahua, he's still in the young ages because, as we know, or many, most people know, the bigger the dog, the shorter they live. So, but, you know, so part two is, well, uh, you know, he looks okay from the outside. The question is, what's he look like inside? And, you know, a lot of your listeners can relate. We might look okay outside. But inside, we've all got high blood pressure. We've got, you know, whatever. So, you know, really important because, of course, the dog can't talk to you and say, you know, I'm just not feeling well. And that's been going on for a month or so. So, yeah, it's really important to have it done. To make an appointment with Dr. Newkirk, simple to do, 609-645-2120. And on your smartphone and your digital devices, uh, put on the home screen, uh, Newkirk family veterinarians uh, on the web simple to find the name is all you really need to remember newkirk family veterinarians.com newkirk family veterinarians.com 609-645-2120 to make an appointment 609-645-2120 so we talk about the ticks and you know there are the different um, varieties you have the little tiny ones deer ticks uh, they seem to be the the most um, dangerous to deal with because that can that can bring some bad news with it, can it? Yeah, they're real tiny, and that's uh, what makes them hard to find. But it's honestly not the deer tick anymore. Uh, there are at least five species of deer ticks that 
I'm sorry, five species of ticks that can carry Lyme disease. And we also see something called ehrlichiosis, uh, which can affect the blood system of the animal and uh, anaplasma, which is another one that can affect the joints in the blood system. So when we screen, uh, there is a there is a different test. Um, many, many people are familiar with dogs that every spring have the heartworm test done. Uh, heartworm, again, as the name implies, is worms that live inside the heart, which obviously is not very good. Uh, and this is carried by mosquitoes. So by this time of the year, you should definitely be getting your dog and your outside cats on heartworm preventative. The uh, But there are five kinds of ticks that carry all these diseases. So uh, it's not just a deer tick anymore. And we don't see that typical bullseye in most animals that you sometimes see in people. Uh, but the trick is with these guys is that it appears that the longer they're attached, the more disease or diseases they can transmit. So the idea with these newer products, uh, like the Soresto Collar or the NexGuard uh, internal pill, is that uh, these are nerve toxins. And so what happens is it tries to paralyze the jaw of the ticks. So the ticks literally fall off dead. Or when you go to pull them, the head gives way and comes out. Because actually if you leave the head in, it can actually still transmit the disease even though the, there's no body. The, the disease is transmitted in the salivary glands of the tick. Hey, Doc, I don't expect you to know, like, like a slide rule, exactly how long a tick has been on a dog, for example. But do you have an idea, um, the difference between one that may have been on for hours and one that has been on for an extended period? Well, you'd see the... Uh, the size of the tick bloated up from blood. And again, remember you have different sizes of ticks. So uh, the American dog tick, as one is called, might be five times the size of a deer tick, for example. So a deer tick getting full still looks pretty small. But, uh, you know, these American dog ticks, they, they can... Uh, uh, you know, look pretty big by the time you see them. So, uh, again, the the idea is, and especially since, you know, if you have a dog with a black coat color, it's going to be really difficult to see some of these deer ticks. So, and unless you're really checking your animal every single time it comes in, you know, you're going to miss some of those ticks for sure. First break, Doc. We'll be back in just a little bit. Don't go away. It's Dr. Mark Newkirk. And he is talking uh, all about your pets. Very important discussion always with Dr. Newkirk and to make an appointment. It is simple to do. 609-645-2120. 609-645-2120 on the web at NewkirkFamilyVeterinarians.com. Much more important conversation and content with Dr. Newkirk right after this. Don't go away. The WPG Talk Radio app is your connection to South Jersey's talk station. Get free, unlimited local and statewide news from New Jersey's largest radio news team. Download all of our local shows as podcasts and more. Powered by Ambient Comfort. 
For installation to repairs and maintenance, give Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling a call today at 856-213-6586. AmbientComfortNJ.com. Listen for the morning edition of the O'Reilly Update with Bill O'Reilly at 1015 this morning. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is 20 minutes past the hour with Dr. Mark Newkirk of Newkirk Family Veterinarians, the official, the exclusive veterinarian for the Hurley in the Morning program, for the Hurley family for that matter. 609-645-2120 to make an appointment. 609-645-2120. Doc, how effective is hydrotherapy in uh, treating pets? Uh, hydrotherapy is amazingly effective. Uh, we all know, or most humans know, that if there's any kind of uh, injury or, or surgery to uh, to us, uh, there's always rehabilitation. You know, whether it's your whole body or your leg or your hand, and um, up until well, probably about 20 years ago now, it was no really no such thing for animals. Uh, and now it's it's quite big. There are places that have swimming pools, places that have underwater treadmills. We have an underwater treadmill. Uh, and this hydrotherapy, of course, as you know, it's harder to walk in water uh, than it is through air. And the other side of it is that the water provides a buoyancy. And so when you put your, if you're walking in a pool, for example, you are partially floating so when you put your foot down you're not putting as much pressure pounds per square inch on that uh, as you would you know again walking through air so it's low impact it's low impact and it's it's a um, every time let's say you move your leg you're really moving your muscles and you're having a, a greater resistance So the nice thing about the underwater treadmill is we can identify as the dog is moving what the problems are and where they are, and then we can design different levels of the water. We can add weights to the legs. We can add uh, bands to the legs. I mean, all these things that you see in humans uh, we can do for dogs and uh, really rehab them much faster and because, uh, as we all know, uh, dogs uh, have four legs, and they're happy to walk on three legs if one of them hurts. So we'll see oftentimes a lot of atrophy of the muscles because they just haven't put the leg down. By, by the way, full disclosure, and Doc, I know you treat so many, so you, 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 I can't expect you to remember everything. This was a long time ago. Gosh, I want to say over 30 years ago. My twin brother went to you because he went to a doctor and the doctor was going to hack the leg off of his dog. And he just thought that didn't have to be. He took his dog, by the way, named Bandit, cool little dog, to you. You saved the leg. That wasn't the the, the protocol. And, and you didn't just do the opposite. Like He didn't come in there and say, hey, there's another guy who wants to hack the leg off. What do you say? You totally just treated it differently. Uh, it's, it's, there's even more to the story than I have time to tell right now because we want to go to one of your uh, great guest listeners who has a question for you, Doc. And if you have a question for Dr. Newkirk while he's on air, don't be shy, 609-407-1450. Or if you want to make an appointment, 609-645-2120. You are on the air with Dr. Newkirk. Your question. Good 
Good morning, Harry. Good morning, Dr. Newkirk. Um, Dr. Newkirk, about a year ago, we um, about a year ago, we adopted a four-month-old um, hound mix from the Atlantic City Humane Society. Um, we've had her a year, and doctor, we have tried everything. She will not step outside of our house. We, she will not walk. We've tried everything to, to you know, take her out and walk her with um, my sister-in-law's dog. So I don't know what she must have been. Um, I don't know, terrified, you know, or traumatic something that happened in Georgia or whatever. But do you have any other suggestions? Because we need to get her exercise, doctor. Yeah, this is some sort of fear uh, episode going on or a panic episode going on. There are a couple of ways to deal with this. Traditionally, we would use one of the many uh, drugs that are out there, things like Prozac, Elevil, that kind of thing. In alternative medicine, um, sometimes through what's called muscle testing or also known as applied kinesiology, as crazy as it sounds, we can sometimes figure out if there's a triggering event. And once we, if we can figure that out, there's a way to treat that with what's called, a, it's an acupressure technique. And we also use a combination of what's known as the Bach flowers. Now, this is not aromatherapy. Um, this is the essence of the flower, and different flower essences are used to treat different things. So, you know, if anybody uh, 15 years ago had said, oh, yeah, you're going to prescribe flowers, I would have said you're nuts. But <laughs> we uh, have found through the years that they tend to work very well. So many times I will use all three because there are advantages to certain medications while we're trying to get to the root of the problem. Um, so um, those are going to be the things. We've got to take the edge off the dog, calm that fear down, because the problem is because you're trying to force the dog out, and now uh, you know, you're actually creating more of a distress in the dog uh, because the dog's already stressed, and now you're trying to make the dog do something he's very, very fearful of. Well, thank you, doctor, and we'll call and make an appointment because, like I said, she has to get exercise, and um, I think once we get to the root of the problem, and I need the exercise, too, so <laughs> thank you so much, and Thanks. thank you, Harry. You're welcome. Yeah. Thanks for checking in. 609-407-1450 if you have a question for the next uh, nine or so minutes, ten minutes with Doc uh, to make an appointment, simple to do as well. 609-645-2120, the office number, and the website is Newkirk, N-E-W-K-I-R-K, NewkirkFamilyVeterinarians.com. This, I'm going to say, is almost like a cousin to what Andrea was just talking about. I have personal knowledge of this situation, or I, I had never heard of it before, but I know of a dog who did not like to walk on wood floors, and that would be the the faux wood floors as well uh and so what they did was they because this this dog was used to being on carpet uh they put down some towels and things just like a training ground the dog was you could tell the dog was afraid of walking on the wood floor without any medication or fanfare they did break it uh but that i guess this stands to reason that the dogs 
they have phobias, don't they? Yeah, they do, and we'll see a lot of them, uh, especially in the adoptions and the rescues, because of issues <clears throat> that had been going on in their past life. Uh, let me just add one thing, if Andrea is still listening. Uh, Andrea, when you call, <clears throat> tell them you need to see me, uh, because the other doctors don't do that, and that you need a holistic appointment, because then they book that differently, and then it makes sure it comes to me. So a, a holistic appointment is what you want, and they'll automatically put it with me. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, we see these different phobias, and um, crazily with this, uh, muscle testing and what we call NAET, which is the acupressure. Uh, I, I've been amazed at some of the dogs we've turned around, especially if there's a triggering event. Uh, you know, for example, one time uh, where it was a story about certain men coming in the house and other men could come in the house is fine, and we, we finally broke it down as I kept asking questions, um, that men with hats triggered the dog. Because evidently, the, uh, someone, the man who had him before, always wore a hat and, you know, abused the dog. Mm. So we found this out and we were able to actually reverse the phobia by using this acupressure technique. So um, it, it's quite, um, it's very difficult to explain this over the phone and it looks like voodoo when we do it. Um, but, and as I say, we'll often back this up with flower essence therapy. And, um, we, you know, so we've been able to get a lot of these animals' phobias under control, or at least to the point where, you know, maybe this, in this case, the dog will go outside if it's not uh, too noisy. Uh, you know, this could be the dog had a, a very close call with a car, for example, and, uh, you know, almost got hit by a car, and this is the reason the dog doesn't want to go out. So... Um, sometimes we can figure this out, and in that case, um, you know, we can do it, uh, these alternative therapies. And otherwise, then, you know, we do use drug therapies. There's a lot of, because animals pick up also, you know, who we are. They know our emotions. They know when we're happy. They know when we're sick. So, you know, I've oftentimes, unfortunately, seen where, you know, maybe it's the people, the owner creating the dog's problem, and we end up putting on the put the dog on medication to deal with that how do you explain can you explain how dogs for example we see bomb sniffing dogs they can smoke that out uh now now there are these dogs that are better detectors of a COVID 19 positive case than the um the at-home kits what is it about the dogs that they have the, i don't know what to call it the sense or whatever you would call it yeah, they have this tremendous sense of smell, and you know, classically, the the bloodhound, for example, can track somebody for days. We're just uh, getting the scent in his nose, and they have this tremendous nose to brain connection. This is why even the, any dog that you take outside, they're sniffing everything. And they're learning about their environment. And, you know, they sniff where other dogs have been. And they learn about the, the you know, the other animals in the, in the neighborhood. And, and then when they greet other animals, they're always sniffing and smelling them. You know, this is a huge part of communication. 
but through the years, you know, they've been adapted. Of course, initially with the wolf and whatever, they've been, as predators, you know, you have to smell your prey. You're not always going to see uh, that prey, uh, prey animal from wherever you are. So um, it's a tremendous smell, and they've been able to... Uh, yeah, you know, there's dogs that are trained to find bed bugs, for example, and there, of course, are bomb-sniffing dogs. And with COVID and cancer, we we tend to breathe off certain chemicals, and the dogs are trained to pick those up. So, uh, whatever the, the the however the COVID virus affects our body as we're fighting that we're creating dead cells we're creating lots of mucus we're creating uh, uh, things that we're coughing up for example well those things have smells to them and evidently the COVID smell is is a very particular smell and you train the dog to recognize it and and they do I it's amazing yeah yeah and you named a number of the, the- the, the things they can detect, they can detect drugs as well, marijuana and other things. So it really is uh, a, a tremendous um, uh, capability. You were talking complementary medicine. Some would refer to it as alternative at Newkirk, Dr. Newkirk. I think you coined it. I've never heard anybody else say it or do it, actually. But the, the term complementary medicine, I know you can do it, uh, and that is ozone therapy. Are you having success with ozone therapy? Yeah, ozone therapy is quite amazing, uh, and if you if people sit back and think about it for a minute, uh, ozone is used in many swimming pools, in many hot tubs, in many uh, city purification systems. So it's used there. Why? Because it kills everything. It kills viruses. It kills bacteria. It kills fungus, and it inserts oxygen into that water. Um, so when we use this in fighting disease in the body, we're getting the same response. It's killing everything that not that shouldn't be there, and we're flooding the body with oxygen, which normal cells and the normal immune system needs oxygen to run on. And right down to, you know, if we all remember the mitochondria and ATP that we all had to learn in college, uh, you know, oxygen is needed for all of these reactions. Uh, cancer, for example, hates oxygen. The cancer loves to work in a low-oxygen environment. So we can literally, if the tumor is uh, external, we can literally inject the tumor with ozone and, and help to kill that thing. So, um, and if many people uh, in, in Europe, ozone is, is routinely used as a medical therapy for humans. And when COVID is really bad, and still to this day, the country of Italy uh, approves this as probably the number one treatment for COVID virus infection. But here in the United States, oh, no, 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 it's, it's not legal. And in my personal opinion, it's not legal because you can't, the drug companies can't patent it because it's made from medical grade oxygen. You pass this across an ozone generator, which is basically a, a, a certain electrical frequency. 
and you can make ozone. I, I can make ozone here in three minutes. Wow. So um, the FDA, oh, no, 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 you know, it's toxic, it's this, it's that. Well, it, and it's true, it's toxic if you use it wrong, but so is pretty much every single drug that the FDA has approved out there is toxic if you use it wrong. So uh, I, I know there are ozone practitioners. Uh, this has been challenged uh, in some of the courts. And because it's not a drug, the doctors who are using it, as long as they have permission of the owner, they were not found guilty of practicing bad medicine. Uh, so if you look up uh, ozone treatments on the web or find doctors that do use ozone, you'll find them. And uh, kills Lyme disease, for example. Uh, you know, it's, it's amazing. Any kind of respiratory virus, uh, tremendous, tremendous therapy, and it really needs to be uh, explored a lot more than it is. Doc, uh, fascinating uh, information that you've shared this half hour. Let me give you a couple minutes of uh, bonus overtime with a closing comment of your choice. Yeah, you know what I'd like to do is, is uh, you know, we just have Memorial Day and we remember all the soldiers, but can we remember all the war dogs, those animals that um, helped uh, discover you know, and kept soldiers safe. They discovered roadside bombs. Uh, they were still in the fighting, uh, you know, in Afghanistan and uh, all those places there. Uh, you know, they were routinely shot by the, the foreign soldiers. Uh, they were routinely wounded. And uh, these dogs were great heroes as well. And the shame of it all is uh, when the war is over, the government looks at these animals and says, well, they're property just like a tank, so we're just going to leave it there. I mean, can you imagine? Let's say you're a soldier and you, you, maybe you're the dog handler or, you know, you're in the squad with the dog handler and the war's over and you're going home and this dog who may save everybody's life multiple times gets left behind. Oh, I think it's terrible. Afghanistan, for example, you know that. Uh, and you've, I think you've actually mentioned that before. Uh, we, should, we should never do that. And police dogs, uh, I mean, they're, they, they count as police officers and they should yeah and they get retired and yeah. so the the point becomes is that either the soldiers have to come up with their own money to bring them home and then the soldiers are or the owner then is responsible for all the medical bills for the rest of the dog's life and it's just terrible um if you want to find out more about this you can look up war dogs it's a, a wonderful rescue organization. They actually raise money to bring these dogs back. They raise money to pay for medications. Um, it's war dogs, and you can donate there if you like. Uh, we are a participating veterinarian, meaning that uh, we we buy all the drugs we can and hold sale and just you know give it to them that way, uh, so that they're able to help these animals that you know help so many so uh, memorial day you know let's remember a lot of these dogs died as well saving humans lives and you know let's let's remember our war dogs and write your congressman because this needs a change that's a great narrative dr newkirk 609-645-2120 to make an appointment catch in a couple of weeks doc all right sir have a good one good to Take be with care. you my friend you know it
It's 39 minutes past the hour. It is your opportunity to play next at 609-407-1450. 609-407-1450. In between your calls, we have a couple of important local items that we'd like to share with you as well. Don't go away. This is... Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. From the world's playground, this is Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is 43 minutes past the hour, so I haven't had a chance to tell you about this. But many of you I know have read it on the app, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app and on the website wpgtalkradio.com and that is the coverage that we gave to stockton university finishing second in the world this is crazy what they did now you might remember we did we had students on i believe we had their coach on when they came on the scene just a few years ago and had instant success at boardwalk hall in atlantic city where they just immediately achieve national caliber status uh we did some coverage then if you go into the archives you'll see we covered them in the past well let me first because a lot of people uh, on that i saw on social media put what is this what do, i don't understand esports is short for electronic sports it is so incredibly popular and you just you might not be aware i i had to learn a lot about this and i'm believe me i i don't know all that much about it but i know enough about it to have a conversation so it's a it's a video game competition that you're playing they have different leagues they have different competitions and what we wrote about was the esports rocket league team competition that took place it's it's the collegiate world championships uh for all intents and purposes i mean literally it is that it's not just some showcase and it it takes the place of that it's officially that level of competition so for example i can't remember if it was to get into the quarterfinals which would be the elite eight or one round before that but during the competition they defeated a team from Berlin. I'm speaking about Stockton University. They were the only team from New Jersey to make it to the Elite Eight. They won their quarterfinal round. They won their semifinal round. And they lost in the actual championship game. It is really remarkable. It's not getting a lot of publicity. Uh, although I can tell you, e-gaming, e-sports, whatever you want to call it, it's huge. It, it's a billion-dollar industry. There are tens and tens and tens and dozens of tens of millions. I mean, it's a huge number of people uh, that participate in this. Uh, interesting to note, it appears that from a player standpoint, it's 85% men, 15% women in terms of... Um, I said playing, but in terms of viewership. So heavily weighted towards young men. And the demographic uh, is pretty much 18 to 34 years old. But this has become huge. 
It's more than a billion-dollar industry in the United States. Not, I guess, no surprise, China accounts for 35% of global esports. That data is about two years old. That was as of 2020. So that's a little bit about it's multiplayer. You play teams. They have competitions. Uh, Obviously, to get good, you have to play a lot. It's something that is becoming there, there there is a real surge in popularity. So let me just share with you a little bit about what Stockton did. We'll get our final break in. And if you want to jump in, I know I dropped a lot of your phone calls this morning, 609-407-1450. We can take a couple of calls right after the break because obviously it's um, 47 minutes past the hour, but we have the additional six minutes until Brian Kilmeade. Dr. Kesselman, the president of Stockton, who I interviewed in writing this article, said, quote, we finished second in the world. And he congratulated Scott Houston, Demetrius, and, of course, their wonderful students. And to give you an idea, and we have the link to the video, there was a stream as of 8 o'clock Sunday that had 588,276 views as of 8 a.m. this past Sunday. And the link is right there embedded within the story. Esports have become incredibly popular throughout America and the world. And Stockton has only been competing for a few years, yet they have enjoyed instant national caliber success. And now they have finished second in the world. It really is quite amazing. And Dr. Kesselman used that term when he said, quote, this is simply amazing and provides incredible publicity worldwide for Stockton University. Here's another thing that a lot of people might might not know. You can actually earn a degree in game business and esports. There is a, a college degree in this. It's huge. I'm telling you, it's very, very huge. All right, 609. Four, if you want to read the rest of it, uh, please check out the app or go to WPGTalkRadio.com. Uh, and we have Quite a nice story there with a couple of neat pictures. 609-407-1450. It's your turn to play next on the Hurley in the Morning program. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. WPGG Atlantic City. WENJHD3 Millville. A Town Square media station. After 9-11, Ben Harrow couldn't wait to enlist in the Army. But in Afghanistan, Ben stepped on an IED while leading an anti-terrorism mission. Ben survived but lost both of his legs above the knee, two fingers, and sustained injuries to his right forearm. Ben now lives in a smart home from the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, which gave him back his independence despite his severe physical challenges. Help heroes like Ben. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. And now a small business setback. As assessed by a beloved family pediatrician. Oh, hey, tiger. Big scary tree branch give your work truck a boo-boo? Yeah. Wow. See this thing on my phone here? It's the Progressive Mobile app. Just push that little button there and report your claim. boy. When owning a small business gets painful, Progressive Commercial is here to make it all better. Get a quote in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. <gasps> What's this? 
candy drawer. Who wants a lollipop? Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates covered subject to policy terms and conditions. Photo claims not available in all states or situations. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me this afternoon at 3. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you, Sean Hannity. Wake up early in the morning and drive home with Sean Hannity 3 to 6 p.m. right here on the station that plays the winners. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 South Jersey's number one talk station all because of you we thank you for that 609-407-1450 open phone line welcome to hurley in the morning thanks for calling in you're on the air hi good morning i was wondering who do you uh, endorse for the republican primary in congress well i don't endorse many people but and you say in congress i assume you mean district two because obviously there are people that listen to us that are in chris smith's Chris Smith's district, uh, District 4, and all over. Uh, but uh, I, without hesitation, I, I guess I should have done this before now, but it's, you, you're, you're either very new to the program or you're a seminar caller. I don't know what's going on, but uh, you can't know much about me to not know that I support Jeff Andrew is kind of shocking. So you either just fell into the show for the first time or I don't know what your game is. Uh, this this entire audience that's listened to me for five minutes knows that I unconditionally support Congressman Jeff Andrew in in District Two. If that's what we're speaking about, if it's somewhere else, let me know. Uh, there's no other endorsement uh, in any other district that I'm making. I don't make many endorsements at all uh, at this stage of my career. I make an exception for Jeff Andrew because he's special and he's earned it. I supported Jeff Andrew when he was a Democrat. Uh, He and I go all the way back to the very beginning of my broadcasting career over 30 years ago and his career when he first was running for the committee in Dennis Township. And from there, he became mayor. And from there, he became freeholder. And from there, he became assemblyman. And from there, he became state senator. And then, of course, uh, United States congressman. So are you speaking about District 2? Is Is that the answer you wanted? Is that District 2, what, yes. you, what you had in mind? Are you, do, do you not even know of our existence as a program that you would even have to ask that question? Or you, I, I, I really don't, it, it's almost like, like this, there's something strange about this call. Like, am I endorsing? Uh, I, the truth is I haven't endorsed in the primary, uh, and it, it really is just a, a sin of the mind, not of the heart. Uh, there is no, I mean, I know there's competition, but trust me when I tell you, Van Drew has won the second district nomination before the polls open today. He will be the Republican nominee. And I also will guarantee you uh, this, this is beyond what you even called for. Uh, I guarantee you that he will win reelection on November 8th by a wide margin. It's, it's, it's over. It's over before it begins. Uh, so I thank you for the call, and I'm highly suspicious of your call. I don't know why, because uh, you sound like a nice person, but there's something uh, very seminar uh, caller-ish about your call. I mean, that's just out of left field. Um, you ever see, like, on social media where they post, if you know, you know, and if you don't know, you just have no idea. It could be just some old-fangled gadget and it's just put on there. Uh, I don't even know if you'd call it a meme because a meme would typically have a maybe a pithy comment with it. But they might have some old-fashioned widget or gadget. And then you see maybe a little comment from the, the 
person posting the item, if you know, you know. And there are certain things, and some of it is age-specific. You have to be a certain age if it's something that hasn't been around unless you're really um, a buff of history. You you would have no idea. But I, I appreciate the call. If it was sincere, uh, then anything that I'm saying by way of just finding your call suspicious, uh, you know, forgive me for, uh, but it just is an odd call. It's an odd call at the end of the program, minutes before the top of the hour on primary election day. You didn't ask it the day before, the week before, the month before, but minutes before we're going off the air. So it's it's almost like you, you wanted to push something. And uh, I just find it uh, not off-putting because I'm, I'm willing to answer anything. And certainly uh, in terms of my support for Congressman Van Drew, as I mentioned, and I, I often say this when I'm speaking to people that uh, say, oh, you know, you're, you're just a Republican, you know, uh, and sometimes they end it right there. Occasionally conservative talk show host or Republican talk show host. I said, oh, oh, you mean when I endorsed Jeff Andrew when he was a Democrat, uh, I'm a Republican only host. Or when I endorse Mayor Langford in Atlantic City, the Democrat over whoever the Republican nominee is all the different times where Langford had run and I could go on and on. And what I, what I usually do is I, I'm able to short circuit that bogus conversation very, very quickly because I say to the typical Democrat that says that, uh, and, and they, it becomes paralysis. I say, well, now name, I've named like five people, five Democrats. I supported Jim McGreevy over Christy Whitman, uh, in their election. I supported Jim Florio. Uh, I could go on and on. So I say, well, do me a favor. Can you name one Republican you've ever voted for? Just one. I'll wait. Crickets. Never happens. And again, it's in keeping with the side that always accuses you of certain behavior that you are not guilty of, that you can prove with incontrovertible facts, evidence, that it's not true. What they're saying is absolutely patently untrue. Uh, And then they are guilty of that which they accuse you of, But they take no ownership of it. Even after you expose it, they take no ownership of it. So to the gentleman caller, thank you for the opportunity because make no mistake about it. uh, My 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 support of Congressman Van Drew is unconditional and that is rare. And certainly I'll be endorsing him in the general election. Uh, I didn't see any need until you called in and asked me uh, to do that today. And it's no disrespect Uh, But I do this for a living, and I don't even know who the other candidates are on the ballot. How do you like that? Because at about 1030 when I walk into the voting booth, I'm voting for Van Drew. I I don't need to know if there's one or two or any other people that are running. Uh, He's earned re-election, and he's going to win. Today is... Is, is ridiculous to even have a conversation about, is he going to win today? That, that is not in doubt in any way. And then what's going to be very interesting is how much he wins by in November. November is a wave election that's coming up. Whether some people like it or not, you can't stop it. Look at even Democrat polls that show that 83% of Americans and New Jersey is not immune to this. 83% of Americans 
are voting the economy, inflation, and gasoline prices. And when you look at how all three of those are doing, uh, it equates to a change election, a wave election. If you look at 150 years of history, the midterm election, the president in power, and, and, and look, this president's been particularly unsuccessful and, and dissatisfying in so many different ways, but it would be any president in the first midterm. Barack Obama set a record. I always forget if it was 64 or 68, 60 some seats. We'll say that much changed hands, switched. That wasn't just that's a pickup of 60 some seats. I mean, that is well, that's a record. Uh, And I've been saying all along, even though this president is even more of a failure than that president, it won't be 60-some. Could be 50, should be at least upper 30s to probably, if if you ask me for a range, if this was Price is Right and you had the range finder going, I would say 40 to 50 pickup. I'm talking net pickup. And, of course, Van Drew holding serve is, is one of the, uh, just a hold. That's not a pickup. There, I'll tell you, there's a very good chance uh, New Jersey was down to one Republican with Chris Smith. Now it's two. Very good chance that there'll be a pickup of one or two in the um, upcoming election. I, I would almost set my watch that Tom Kane Jr. is going to win. He barely lost in that crazy pandemic mail-in election where it was all mail-in. Barely lost. He'll win it this time. That's one pickup. And you're going to see that. That's going to be happening all around the country. So to the gentleman caller, yes, uh, I am endorsing in the race. I don't endorse in many races, and it's a personal endorsement. It's not a station endorsement. And I clearly, I think I think I didn't say it before now because it's just self-evident. Uh, I didn't remember to remember that I had to say out loud that I'm endorsing Jeff Andrew in his Republican primary. Uh, it's not even a question. The, but, but when you pose it that way, uh, yes, the answer is yes. I am endorsing personally and I'm endorsing Van Drew because he's, he's earned it. If you caught some of my opening monologue this morning, which we abbreviated because we took a number of your phone calls because 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, and most of 9 o'clock was jam-packed today, so we wanted to give folks the opportunity to check in this morning. I mentioned this January 6th, what I'm calling show trial, and it's very simple. The reason I can back that up, they've hired an ABC television person, so this isn't Watergate hearings in the morning, early afternoon hours where people were looking to get at the truth. Uh, This is very different from that. Very, very different. Uh, This is a big lie that's being turned into a big show. And the idea is to try to change the subject because of the reasons that we brought up in, in this segment. The economy, terrible. Inflation, horrible. Gasoline prices, the worst in American history. Supply chain issues, 
you could just keep going on and on and on. And I, I still, I might have to put like a prize up because nobody uh, is either taking it seriously or you really just can't think of it. I've been asking for about two weeks now, intermittently, just a couple of times here and there. Name one thing that is better now than it was 